We're judging the world and saying what sucks. We're reviews versus the world. Yeah. Sisters. Ah, uh, yeah, sisters. <laughs> Which brings us to the podcast tonight. Oh, oh, we're, oh. Just, we're doing that. We're, we're discussing podcast, the latest installment podcast. in a film franchise. I think most of us became involved in it in the '80s, even though it came out before then. Uh, I didn't watch the trailer for the movie. I, vo- I avoided it like the plague. Very There's a lot riding on this newest installment since the last couple weren't well received critically, and there have been TV shows, films, merchandise, albums, everything connected to the main characters. And finally, we got another film on December 18th, 2015. Yes. We're talking about Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road chip. <laughs> Finally. Woo! Seriously, though, anything that came out the same day as Star Wars, it's like, why would you know? Why it's kind of like you release bad news on a Friday afternoon. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Our product causes chemical sores. You want to do that on a Friday. That's sort of thing. They should have saved uh, Road Chip for January because nobody goes to the movies in January. <laughs> it would have made so Unless money. you put out the Lego movie. That's Just true. Saying. That is true. I didn't see that till later, though, but... I didn't see it when it came out on DVD. If you want to kill a movie, release it in January, pretty much. <laughs> so we're in for a lot of crap this month. A lot of crap. <laughs> uh, let's go around and see what everyone else is, what everyone's been into um, since our last get-together. Steven? Hi! You're oh. su- you survived your I trip. I did survive my trip. I am, I am successfully not dead. Um, one thing that happened on my trip that has absolutely nothing to do with my location, um, I went on basically a choir tour to Guatemala. One of the people that was on the trip with me had the entire soundtrack to a certain recent Broadway show on her phone, and she let me listen to the whole thing. And so, as a result, I have been mildly obsessed with Hamilton. I was going to say, oh, Hamilton. Hamilton. it's amazing. It's, it's kind great. of something going around. Yeah, yes. so for those of you who may not have heard of this yet, um, despite the composer and writer having been on every late night talk show like recently, mm-hmm. um, and composed music for The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Right, let's throw that out. What? Okay, yeah. we're going to have to come back to that. <laughs> anyway, um, Hamilton is the uh, story of one of our founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton, who you might recognize from the $10 bill. He is the uh, first secretary of finance and was a pivotal figure in the Revolutionary War. So there's a musical about this man. Um, tells the story of his entire life in the form of a hip-hop opera. It's so good, yeah. you guys. A hip-hop opera. A hip-hop opera, if you will. I hadn't heard that that's what the style of music was. Oh, it's fantastic. I was thinking really cool. It's really, it's really fantastic. Yeah. The first half of the show covers, uh, basically his entire life up to the end of the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have not lived until you have hear- heard the actor who, um, plays General Lafayette come out and bust a rhyme in a ridiculous French accent. (laughs) It is mildly amazing. The second half starts and starts talking about all of the things that they are doing to actually build the government. Um, The cabinet debates between uh, Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton take the form of rap battles that are pretty fantastic. Um, The gimmick that actually puts this over the top to me from this weird little novelty that almost sounds like it belongs in a Simpsons episode to something that actually deserves to be taken seriously is the fact that the entire cast is uh, from the minority populations. They're all black. They're all Latino. Um, The one exception, there's one white guy. He plays the King of England. (laughs) He sings his songs. He sings his songs like these British pop uh, love ballads that are about the worst relationship you can imagine. (laughs) Why so sad? Remember we made an arrangement when you went away. Now you're making me mad. 
And one of the lines is, I will send the fully armed battalion to remind you of my love. La da 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 It's awesome. It is a fantastic show that has a lot to say culturally. Um, I'm a huge fan of rhymes. Like, I love good rhyming, and so hip-hop does appeal to me in that regard, because the, the lyrics tend to have some really solid rhymes in them. Um, so yeah, anyway, Hamilton, listen to it a ton. It's uh, pretty darn good. Yeah. Awesome. Now, I asked everybody, I, I uh, forgot to check before we started, if you had come up with a, there, there was going to be a Star Wars land at Disney World and Disneyland, mm -hmm. do you happen to have a failed attraction I do, in fact. Okay. Um, they are going to do a, a it's a small world style uh, ride where you go through, and instead of being like, it's a small world, it's a big galaxy, and they'll have like all these musicians <laughs> uh, playing from all of these different planets, and then um, about 20 years later, they would revamp it with a bunch of CG images oh, of a lot of different bands, <laughs> with a lot more peppy music that is completely forgettable, and then the ride immediately shuts down. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so happy. <laughs> Emily, what have you been into? Um, I kind of got a lot of good crap for Christmas this year. <laughs> you know, before uh, Emily is engaged. Um, if if that's not already, I mean, I, well, yeah. Anyway, I've been so, engaged forever <laughs> since we started. Gosh, pretty much. Yeah. That's pretty great. Mm -hmm. So, was anything wedding related or just not for Christmas? No. Oh, okay. We'll not. go on. I can't think about wedding stuff on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Some people, like, you know, no. lump it all together. Okay. Not when Grandma's cooking the dog. That's... Oh, my oh. gosh. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, I got recording equipment from my fiancé for Christmas. I'm starting an ASMR channel, which oh. will be fun. Yes, Speaking of which, really I guess we cool. can use my yeah. mic for recording I, I, Instead things. of my telephone. Hi, Brady's telephone. Uh, we're, we're, they're just joking. We're professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my soon-to-be brother-in-law also got me a uh, Nintendo 64 for Christmas. He was talking to Curtis about like what I wanted for Christmas, and I'm like, I don't know, whatever. And he's like, does she actually want an N64? And Curtis is like, yeah. And he's like, well, it just so happens that I have one. <laughs> it, it doesn't really work. It worked for like five minutes. Like, we can't figure out if it's my TV or if it's the Nintendo, so we're going to try it on an old TV, and if it doesn't work, then that's just a sad story I'll Aww. have Aww. for a while. But I will have had one, by golly. That's pretty cool, though. <laughs> now, that, that was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know from everybody in the room, have you played GoldenEye since playing some more modern first-person shooters? Yeah, yeah like it's, Halo? yeah. It's rough. Yeah? Is it the general consensus? That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. But it was so That's, amazing at the time, though. Oh, it was the it best. Was, it was so cool. Oh, hours and hours uh, just spent. Yeah. I, I still love it. Yeah? Maybe it's just all the muscle memory in me, but <laughs> my, my, my fingers went exactly to the right place. Yeah. And it, I just like one you can get that weird <laughs> fight in oh, controller. Yeah. And you could, like, using the little aim on that was terrible. <laughs> but, like, if you did it just right, you could, like... Put mines everywhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> no one had a chance. Uh, Emily, w have you heard about any failed attractions at the upcoming Star Wars? I didn't Wars come up land? with anything clever, and All after right. Stephen's answer, I simply don't have anything. <laughs> okay, I just made that up on the spot. <coughs> Do they have a list of everything at Star Wars Land? This no, is like a, it's like an improv bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea in freaking heck. We're doing a bit. You ruined the magic, man. I'm sorry. You ruined the magic. You know, we're going to have to edit that part out anyway because John was whispering and we can't hear him even when he's talking normal. 
Ouch. Look, I don't feel like I should be shouting at our listeners, because some of them are in their cubicles. You could be shouting right now. None of us would know. I've gotten better from the first one, okay? (laughs) I think that that will reflect on surveys. Anyway, Brandon, (laughs) how was your new year? What is new? Oh, I've been into a few different games. Surprise! I know, right? That's never happened before. So, the first one is actually a very old game that... I had a little bit of money on my PSN account, so I decided, hmm, I haven't played that in ten years. I wonder how it's held up. <laughs> and it is Final Fantasy X. Knew it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy X Remastered. And as I played it, I'm like, ooh, I remember why I loved some things about this game. And I also remembered, ooh, I remember why I hated many things about this game. <laughs> Titus is laughing. Oh, gosh, that laughing scene. <laughs> That's the best. You Stuff of nightmares. Know. Nightmare fuel. Um, yeah, th- there are a lot of things that I really like. I love the combat system. Is it like, like, is I, it the Gunblade one? Or is no, that no, that's it. Ah, uh, dang it. All no, right. ten, 10 is the one where, in battles, you have your three people, but you can actually switch them out oh. on the fly. And you can see on the side, like, who's lighting up where, and depending on what move you do, or if you use an item, or if you, you know, cast haste on someone or something like that, how that order changes, so you know when the enemies are going to attack, and you can plan accordingly. And I love that. Absolutely love that. Story is pretty awful. What are you the voice about? acting is... I, I remember when I played this game up at, up at college at BYU-Idaho, <laughs> back a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. That's later. It's just yeah. one long. Um, and I remember, because my roommate had a PS2, I had a GameCube, and so we got to kind of play each other's games. And I remember playing that and thinking, if this is where voice acting is going, I want none of it in my games. <laughs> yeah. Because, oh man, it was so bad. Um, yeah. But my biggest problem with it is... It took the wonderful openness that is old Final Fantasy and turned it into a bunch of linear corridors where you can't really do much, there's no real exploring, and then to try to mix things up in the gameplay, they add those awful, awful puzzles in the temples where you have to carry around one sphere. Where do I have to put the sphere? Where do I... And it's, it, it, it's awful. So, like, I, 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 what I wish is that we could take, like, a, say, a Final Fantasy VI, and then add in the combat elements from Final Fantasy X, but keep all of the world-building and the story of Final Fantasy VI, and I would be in a very, very happy place. Or, why don't we go ahead and, instead of that, let's remake Final Fantasy VII, completely change it to real-time combat, make it episodic, and ruin the franchise. Someone sounds bitter. <laughs> Thank you, Scrap. Guys, sorry, I, I zoned out for a minute. Did Brady uh, editorialize there? No, no, no. no oh, okay, no, no, okay. No. And then the one other game that I've been playing is a really, really fun one that I love on my 3DS called Steam World Heist. Which, right. if you played Steam World Dig, I did a, uh, I did a Reviews vs. Friday on Steam World Dig a while ago. It's way fun. Oh, I love Steam World Dig. Yeah. This is the same people. This is not the same type of gameplay at all. Um, this has more in common with, say, XCOM or um, or Operation Steam, where it's 
it's turn-based, but it's also you have to get your person in the, in the right place, and then you have to actually aim to take a shot. And you, it's there's a lot of strategy involved that way. And this is, guys, this is one of my favorite games of the year. It's that freaking good. Like, it's just so much fun. There's a lot of, there's a lot of depth to it that you wouldn't expect from just this rinky-dink little downloadable 3DS game. So, I highly recommend mm -hmm. it to anyone with a 3DS, Steven. What? <laughs> Bring him back in from the editorial. <laughs> oh, how about Star Wars Land? Anything uh, not make the cut? Well, actually, there were two attractions, and they were, they were both kind of along the same lines, and I, I was a little bit disappointed to find out that these will not actually be there. The first one, of course, is Uncle Owen's Moisture Farming Experience. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I just wanted to learn all about what it takes to make water. <laughs> and I was so disappointed that I couldn't find that out. And uh, it, it made me a little bit sad. Before, but, before you say the second one, I just want to call BS on his whole... I need you. I need you here for the harvest. What harvest? <laughs> he's like, just stay on, get a bucket. Just, just stay on one more season. There aren't seasons on a desert planet with two suns. It's hot and hotter. It's not a rainy season. I just it makes me mad every time. Like like since I like you know wasn't watching as a kid because as a kid you're like oh he's a farm boy. What farm? Anyway, and what was the other one, Brady? And the other one was the Galactic Senate experience. Oh, oh. I have to cross that one off my list. I mean, nothing. <laughs> I heard about that one, too. The Trade Dispute live show. Yeah, uh, it was fun. <laughs> Nate, what's, what's new? Um, there's a couple things. Um, one is, I'm really into board games. And I collect them. And there's this new, semi-new one from Days of Wonder called Splendor. And what you basically do is you lay out these cards and they have gems on them, like diamonds and rubies, sapphires, whatever. And you use those and you collect them and then you buy cards. And certain cards will give you mines that will let you mine more and more. So you start using the cards and um, you just try to earn prestige points. It's a lot of fun. Really simple to learn to play and it's really cool. Um, is it like a deck building game or is that like a... Uh, sort of, okay. in a way, because, well, you don't, like, get them and then keep playing them. Like, they oh, sit okay. in front of you, okay. and you can count how many, like, jewels of each you I'm, have. I'm learning what's out there besides Monopoly. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to open your eyes sometime. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles X. Ooh. I've sunk... 85 hours into it because I'm an insomniac <laughs> and I'm still only on level 6 <laughs> like I haven't even gotten a scale yet Wow, this might, be, this might be the wrong audience to say this in, but that that's like my version of video game hell, right? <laughs> so anyway um, I did that, um, I've been playing that, it's been really fun um, sometimes you can get lost and there's a map to help you find your way back, but like, there's certain missions that make you like collect things and the open world is so freaking huge. It, it's, it's, it, it's bigger than The Witcher 3, Skyrim, and Fallout 4 combined. Yeah. That's how big it is. So, like, you gotta go around. Skyrim is too big. Sounds so I unpleasant. I get tired walking, and I'm not walking. <laughs> well, you can run around. Well, yeah. You can run. You can run That in makes Skyrim. you tired, too. And, and, and I'm like, like, oh. what, what if you were to get a giant robot? That you can fly around in. All right, that's I do like. See, that and that's robots. what you're working up yeah. to, okay. pretty much. All right. So anyway, I'm it's it's there. been fun, but um, it's been kind of a grinder game where you just yeah. kind of do the same thing over and over to get 
you know, higher level and stuff. Mm. Uh, my Disneyland attraction is uh, you can pay five dollars and they dress you in a fat suit and then chain you to a girl in a bikini. Oh <laughs> so, given given Disney's po- recent responses to the slave bikini, though, I don't think that's actually a viable option. Well, that's, that's why it was a rejected uh, attraction. Well, they're like those yeah. t-shirts you see in Vegas where they wear the t-shirt but it has like a fake <laughs> bikini on them. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, man. People would line up for that. You know they would. Oh, yeah, they like, would. Like, they'd be like, do you want to be Java? Do you want your date to be Leia? Like, ugh. People... Yeah, if it's got the Disney logo on it. <laughs> you guys Uh-oh. heard that really disturbing Carrie Fisher story, right? When she was on Graham Norton. She says, like, oh, what's God. the most oh, disturbing fan, you know, situation you've ever been in? She says, well, I talked to this guy. He's, like, you know, in his 20s. And he says, you know, I loved you in Star Wars. I've thought about you every day from the time I was 12 until the time I was 19. And she goes, every day? And he says, well... Four times a day. Oh, that's horrible. And that's my best friend Chris, everybody. Oh, 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 God. Oh, my God. Just imagine. Imagine you're meeting Carrie Fisher for the first time, and that's what, what pops in your head. What do you think to say? Horrible. Yeah. Oh, uh, hi. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Carrie Fisher, her mom was Debbie Reynolds. Yep. And her best movie was Singing in the Rain. That's my uh, uh, favorite movie. Me. Halloween Town. Oh, she was in Halloween I'm Town. Just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> so see in the rain. Well, my uncle was uh, installing, like, sunrooms and swimming pools in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And he knew my favorite movie was Singing in the Rain. So he calls me up. He's like, hey, Nate. And I go, Uncle Glenn, what's wrong? He goes, I'm installing a swimming pool in Debbie Reynolds' oh my God. house. And she's willing to talk to you for a few minutes. <laughs> and so I got to talk to Carrie Fisher's mother on the phone. And the first thing I say, I was so nervous, I go... Uh, you were so hot. Oh, <laughs> well done. Oh my God, Nate. Not work. beautifully. Was like, you were not so how hot. was it working with Gene Kelly? I heard right. he was a tough director. Uh, right. You were really hot. Oh. I was just like, oh, you're hot. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, Singing in the Rain's my all-time favorite movie. Like, you were just so gorgeous. That is so. You know what though? You know what, though? If someone like called Tia Carrere from Wayne's World, yeah, I, love her. Oh, I would do yeah. the same thing. Because like, <laughs> eight-year-old me would be like, oh, it's Cassandra. <laughs> Your parents let you watch Wayne's World at eight years old? They actually taped over the, the jokey sex scene with the Disney Channel for a minute. So <laughs> you're watching Wayne's World. When he's dancing with his underwear up his butt, that was deemed inappropriate. All the other jokes just went over my head. But that scene, all of a sudden, it switches to Fraggle Rock for a minute. And then comes back to <laughs> And, and years later, as you're talking to your friends about your favorite scenes from Wayne's World, and you go, you know when they you remember that yeah. time? <laughs> <laughs> when the <laughs> choosers. Did you know that Wayne's World is one of my all-time favorite movies? Do you know that Wayne's oh, World great. is one of the best movies ever? Well, like, it goes obviously. Citizen Kane... Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Casablanca. And then Casablanca. <laughs> 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 eh. Eh. <laughs> Sophie's Choice. I choose Wayne's World. <laughs> so, Chris, back to Chris. Hi, guys. Chris and I went to high school together, and then I went away for two years, and I said, keep an eye out for my, on my, uh, keep an eye on my sister while I'm gone. <laughs> they got married uh, eight years ago? Something like that. Yeah. 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 And they have two <laughs> wonderful daughters. He kept a real good eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So that happened. Um, so we are we are family now, and and Chris is joining us for the first time. Welcome, Chris. So tell, tell us what you've been into lately. This will begin to make things right. <laughs> um, yeah. So super excited to be on. Um, I've been into a few games uh, pretty heavily recently. Um, one is a game called Downwell which oh, is on yeah. Steam and also on iOS. Uh, if you have $3, I strongly recommend that you check it out. Um, basically, you are... David! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like an old-school kind of pixel art game. Uh, it's in three colors, has an amazing soundtrack that's all, like, chip toony. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, you're a guy falling down a well uh, who has gun boots that shoot bullets, <laughs> you know, bayonetta style, I guess. Um, and, uh, so you kind of fall down the well and have to navigate enemies and stuff. It is, um, it's an incredibly tight action game. I can't believe it's on iOS. It's spectacular. Um, I would probably recommend picking it up on Steam because it's really hard to play on a touchscreen, but, uh, it's great on iOS. I've probably sunk upwards of 30 or 40 hours into wow. this. Like, What's the name of the game? Uh, Downwell. Downwell. Um The other one that I've sunk an insane amount of time into lately, and we've actually started playing it at work on our lunch break and like after work, is uh, Rocket League. Maybe you guys oh, play Rocket League? Nice. Yeah. So, fantastic soccer with cars. That's really all that needs to be said. Might be, I mean, it's definitely the game I've played most this year. Um, maybe one of my favorite games of the year. Just spectacular. Made um, it onto a lot of people's best of yeah. 2015 yeah. games list. In fact, it's funny, last year I felt like I played a lot of really uh, artsy games. You know, I played, mm-hmm. like, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, played a lot of uh, Kentucky Route Zero, which was maybe one of my favorite games last year. And this year I was trying to think, like, why did I play this year? It's like, oh, mostly just Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> just sucked up all my time. Um, but perhaps my favorite game I played recently, uh, currently on the iPhone for, like, I think it's on sale for a dollar, so pick it up, uh, is I Am Bread, yeah. uh, <laughs> which I think is from the Surgeon Simulator people. I could be wrong. Um, basically, like you, yeah, you play as a slice of bread. Uh, your objective is to get toasted. I've um, totally played this game. Yeah, it's fantastic. I have not um, even heard about it. I was like, you're making that up. I Am Bread. Uh, no, so it started on Steam. Um, okay. I think it's. I think it just came to iOS like a month ago or so. Okay. Um, and it's. Uh, it's fantastic like you so you start in the kitchen and you have to like navigate across you know various places and you can't hit the floor or your edibility level goes down you know um, and the greatest the best part about it is that in between the levels are these little interstitial um therapist reports that are a therapist is reporting on basically your owner who is going to therapy saying you know, I can't eat, I can't sleep, I just know that there's bread toasting itself in my house. Um, and, uh, you know, so you find yourself, like, at some point he puts the bread in his bedroom, and, like, you have to toast yourself on the radiator, and, like, oh it, it has a fantastic story awesome. for the most ridiculous game ever. That sounds ever. awesome. So, yeah, um... 
And then my failed Star Wars attraction is actually a bit of merchandise that got the cut around the same time the whole Slave Leia thing happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, They will no longer be selling... Uh, Jar Jar Pinatas at Disney World. Aww. Very disappointing. You, you, that's just like a, mu- a mint, you know. That's just you know they make a ton of cash though. Yeah, mm-hmm. so much geek frustration to work. Jar Jar getting beaten by bats is no longer canon, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, part of part of me, like, I remember when Episode Two came out. Chris and I went to it together, and like I remember being excited we were for it. Bathrobes, yeah. Like, yeah, we, we had, had lightsabers. lightsabers. Like we were into it, and then later it started to. I settle, think it was like, before we could drive, right? Yeah, and I think our moms no. took us to see Star Wars. We went with a friend of ours. Uh, their their parents, yeah. their company rented out the whole theater. There we go. But we was still like, we were young. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we were young enough that we didn't know how bad it was. Oh, oh dear. We just thought more lightsabers meant more better. That is not the case. <laughs> um, Funnily enough, you're not the only person who thought that. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we. Yeah. One George Lucas may have made that same he mistake. He did. Yeah. yeah. That's that's basically what I've been into this last little bit because I saw the movie four times in the theater and loved it. Uh, spoiler alert! That, that uh, by the way, we're spoiling the heck out of this movie. So if you haven't seen the Star Wars Star Wars Force Awakens, stop listening right now. Go watch it and come back because we're going to ruin it for you. And there are big spoilers. There are lots of things, lots of speculation. Han's uh, dead. <laughs> <laughs> His son killed him. Who's Kylo Ren? Sorry. So now that you've had it ruined for you, <laughs> no, I I uh, was reading that there are a few things that didn't make it into the final plans. Owen and Baru's barbecue, uh, right out. Oh, yeah, geez. none We're of that. Talking about the amusement uh, park. End of the, end of the night, uh, uh, Alderaan fireworks show. No, not happening. <laughs> they they were talking about you know make a couple extra bucks just a buck for uh, every person in the line. Uh, Luke and Leia's kissing booth. No, that's not, that's not happening. <laughs> and Aldo. But, actually, but I heard that I heard that the Game of Thrones people were really for that one. Oh, they were really hoping for it. Aldo actually Aldo I think I said I made these jokes a while ago. Aldo said, <laughs> Aldo said that they canceled the Anakin Skywalker daycare. <laughs> 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 like that got a little dark. It's funnier than mine. So, anyhow, um, I want to talk about uh, everyone's past experience with Star Wars because I think everyone comes to it differently. Personally, I saw them in the, the original trilogy. We will not be discussing the prequels because um, we, we we went with some friends to see um, the movie the first time. Chris and I, and they kept a- asking stuff about the prequels. And well, how does this t- like with Anakin? How did, who? No. No, he's Darth Vader. Shut up. No. It was just like... We, we, There's we could not... no more damn metaphor. <laughs> yeah, we were like, no, that's not a... Yeah, no. In fact, the only thing I think that they mentioned from the prequels was the... The clones? The clones. Yeah. That was yeah. it. And you knew that before because of the Clone Wars, so yeah. it really... And I think it was kind of like, why doesn't um, John Boyega look like... Django Fett. Like, I think it was maybe just thrown into, like, if, if anyone was questioning that, right. shut up. We had a line explaining it. Right. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. So. Right. But I saw, we had Return of the Jedi on tape, and then I watched that a lot, and saw Empire Strikes Back when it came on TV one night, and then saw Star Wars. Just happened to see them in that order. Still love them. Um, really want to make sure my kids see them in the right order. Um, so that because I never got the whole Vader is Luke's father oh my gosh like I never got that moment so uh, I'm not allowed to talk about Darth Vader um, 
in front uh, being Luke's father in front of Chris's girls mm-hmm. because we're really trying to keep it you know keep it tight yeah, right? it yeah. Fresh yeah. Them. yeah so um I don't know I just grew up on him my uh, younger sister we actually we sat down and watched them because she claims to never have watched them. I know as a family we sat down and watched them all together several times, but apparently she like left the room and I was just too engrossed in the movie to pay attention. <laughs> so I wrote down everything that she said. My favorite thing, I think, was that like she was cheering for the Empire in the first movie. <laughs> she was like, whoa, what's that? That's the Death Star. It blows up planets. That sounds baller. Like, <laughs> no, they're, they're killing people. Millions of voices crying out in terror. <laughs> nah, that's nice. <laughs> and she was like, where the Jawas pop up on screen. And it's like a very insignificant part of the whole trilogy. Mm-hmm. We spent maybe a half an hour. I think we had to pause explain. the movie. We had to pause the movie. She's like, are there gizmos in this? <laughs> what? Gizmos. <laughs> you know? And I was like, do you, you mean Ewoks? Yeah, the, the furry, you know, I was like, okay, well, Gizmo is the name of a mogwai who becomes a gremlin if you pour water on him or feed him, him after midnight. Oh, feed him after midnight, I guess water would make more of him. Yeah. And I was like, that's a that's Gizmo, and he looks like this. I pulled up a picture, and I was like, uh, Ewoks are in Return of the Jedi, which is the third movie. These are Jawas. You never see their faces. <laughs> She's like, oh. She wanted to know, like, about their business model. She wanted to know, like, what else was going on in the sand crawler. Like, I, we paused the movie and talked about it for she 20 or 30 She was pointing at crap. It was, it was really annoying because, like, it's Star Wars. You figure that's everyone's base of sci-fi <laughs> fantasy, right? right? She's pointing at crap in the, in the, in the, um, the, uh, the, the big, uh, ship. Like, what's that called? The, the sand mover? Sand crawler? Sand, yeah. Sand crawler. Sorry, my brain just, like, left for a minute. The sand crawler. She's like, huh, that's a Dalek. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> that is a gonk droid or a no, power droid. I'm just droid. imagining a giant sand crawler. It's Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. So it was very funny. And then later found there was like a, a girl on Twitter doing the same thing. And she was also <laughs> cheering for Darth Vader. It was or really she liked to call him Space Voldemort. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I recommend finding that that Twitter gem. You can get them all like on a separate website. They had them all just back to back. Stephen, how did you come to Star Wars? Yeah, so I've known Star Wars pretty much my entire life. I will 100% own up to being a fair weather Star Wars fan. Ah. Because when I was a kid, up until about 12 years old, I loved Star Wars. I collected the customizable Star Wars card game, um, (laughs) through which I knew so many facts about the movies. Like, my parents wouldn't watch the movies with me anymore because I'd, like, pause the scene and be like, okay, that's this card, and that's this guy, and this is everything about him, and they'd be like, shut up! (laughs) I I have to interject here to mention the fact that my Bounty Hunter deck was by far better than Steven's decks that he had back in the day. Probably. I was really bad at this game. <laughs> um, then the prequels came out, and I thought the prequels were okay. Um, I never saw the third one in the theaters, though. And by the time people really you know, digested the prequels and started and pointing out all out. the bad stuff about it, I like had watched them by this point and came to agree with all of the bad criticism about the prequels. And... Then I would go back to try to watch the original trilogy to reignite my love for the franchise, but all there is is the special editions, which are really not very good. Right. Um, And so I have actively disliked Star Wars for quite some time. It's only been in about the last year, maybe two, as uh, hype for the new Star Wars movie was building up that people have started to go back to the original trilogy um, and have managed to show me the things about it that are good that have reignited my love for the franchise. My favorite Star Wars movie is Episode Four, um, because I love 
Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love his line delivery. I love everything he does. I don't like, as a whole, Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi, but I love <laughs> sequences from them. I love the whole Luke-Vader fight at the end of Empire. I love Luke on Dagobah. Um, I love the final conf- confrontation between Luke Skywalker and Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi. Um, and those those moments are, are really, really compelling. Um, one of the things that helped me uh, actually reignite my love for Star Wars was I have a friend who got his hands on the uh, de-specialized editions. That's what we want, are, yeah. They're, yeah. they're highly um, not <clears throat> legal because they are high-definition adaptations of the original theatrical trilogy that have been created by basically removing all of the stuff that George Lucas put in it. They're not officially licensed, they're not sanctioned, and they're kind of not very good in their own ways because all of the like really bad CGI that was taken out, some really bizarre hoops were jumped through to get uh, the original imagery back, and it didn't always work. For example, at the end of Return of the Jedi, when they take Vader's mask off, spoiler alert, he's a bald white guy, mm-hmm. um... In the original theatrical version, he had eyebrows, like big bushy eyebrows. And I hair. guess they didn't I like. Never saw that. I guess they didn't like <laughs> the eyebrows, so they took them out in the special edition. Wait, wait. So, so, so are you saying that Oscar Isaac also played? No, I'm not. In the despecialized edition, we will, we will edition, not have any bad words against Poe Dameron. Okay. In the despecialized edition, they put the eyebrows back on Vader's face, but they didn't have any high definition images of the eyebrows to use. So you've got these really, like, blurry, fuzzy eyebrows on this really high-definition face, and it looks ridiculous. Um, so at any rate, the fact that I am still a Star Wars fan after seeing The Force Awakens should tell you that I consider it to be a pretty good movie. I have issues with it. There are certainly problems with it. Um, I don't like it as much as the original trilogy, but I'm going to keep watching. And right. so that's that's the movie had one job. It was to get me to keep watching, and I'm going to. So good job, movie. You won. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that. I wanted to. There was a great article I read about the questions that the first movie and Force Awakens give you, as opposed to the prequels, which <laughs> dump answers that, to questions that you didn't want answered on you, like midichlorians. <laughs> hey, I wanted to know more about the Galactic. Did you? Day night. I don't think you did. <laughs> Emily, uh, how did you come to Star Wars, and how do you feel about the prequels and and the new? Yeah, the, the hype leading up to... He's a big movie, sorry. <laughs> Anyone who's listened to any one of the podcasts, I think it came up at least once a podcast, if not every other one, about how I've stayed away from trailers. It's because of this guy. Chris and I yep. did this, like, blood oath, like, like three years ago. As soon as it was, like, yeah. in the air that there might be another one, we were like, okay, we're not going to watch any trailers. And the closer mm-hmm. we got, like, like, the day of, I was like... I could watch it right before I go in the theater. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. And we, did, we didn't do it. And, like, some stuff, like, people would put images on the news. People would put images in, their, in the Facebook feed. And so, like, there was no avoiding the new lightsaber, um, Finn in the desert, like, taking off his helmet. Like, things like that, you know. So. But having said that, Emily, what did you <laughs> How did you arrive at this movie? So, I had a lot more pop culture experience with Star Wars before I ever actually saw Star Wars. I knew that Vader was Luke's father, and I knew that they were brother and sister, blah, blah, blah. I knew that whole deal before I ever saw the movies. I had not seen a Star Wars movie all the way through until about two years ago. Oh, wow. Whoa. I watched them with Curtis. I watched basically all six of them. I went four, five, six, one, two, three. About two years ago. And, I mean, I loved them, obviously. There's 
nothing to really complain about. I mean, there's complaints in the prequels. More just that, like, when you're listening to some of the dialogue, you have to think of somebody else saying those lines. Yeah, I think if I watch the foreign version, it. I think it might be better. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I, I saw National Treasure for the first time with a Russian dub, mm-hmm. and those were better actors, like, those performances. <laughs> and, like, the movie was fine that way. And then I watched it, with the, and I was like, I'm not really convinced that, uh, you know, she really cares about the Declaration of Independence. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was my exposure to it. Um, I, because I've only watched the movies all the way through in recent years, I don't have a lot of, like childhood years of backlog to sway me in one way or another as to what my opinions are. So I really liked the new movie. I liked it a lot, a lot, a lot. Yes. I liked it more the second time. I've only seen it twice, but I liked it a lot. It holds up. It does. Mm-hmm. There's enough, like, sweet, sweet moments that, like, each viewing you can kind of focus on that. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the yeah. first, like, third of it, like, really takes you on a ride yeah. and, like, yeah. carries you into the rest of the movie. So that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like it was a Star Wars movie. Like, I didn't feel oh, like okay. I was... That was my, my biggest worry. Like, I was, I was, like, Chris was sitting next to me in the theater. I was worried up until, like, the, the title came up that it was going to be crap. Right. That I like, like I was like looking forward to this more than the holidays, more than a lot of you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah. Um, and I and then the, the fanfare started and the crawl came up, and we just kind of Thelma and Louised it for a minute there. Mm-hmm. Just like it's here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say, I mean, I when I saw. The t- I mean, of course, everyone freaks out when it says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Everybody yeah. freaks out when you hear that sting at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I was, like, the only one in the theater that, like, screamed a little bit, and everyone was like, what's up with that guy, is when it said episode seven at the top of the yeah. car. Yeah. yeah. It just felt like... I'm dreaming right now. Like, someone pinch me. I'm going to wake up and I'll be 14 and, like, you know, imagining this. Because my entire life, Episode 7 is something that was never, ever going to happen. You know, it's just the white whale of geekdom. And so having that actually happen. um, Oh, yeah. We live in an amazing time. Yes. I know. The fact that we got a new James Bond movie... Mm -hmm. And a new Star Wars movie, and an Avengers movie, and an Ant Man, an Ant Man movie. Of all things, for crying out, great. Yeah. By the way, Ant Man yeah. was really good. I loved it. I, we're very spoiled as geeks uh, lately. Brady, guys, I, I'm going to say something a little bit controversial right now, since you guys did just bring it up. After rewatching and rewatching and rewatching Ant Man and Avengers: Age of Ultron, I prefer Ant Man. No kidding. I don't yeah. think it's that controversial. It's I might be the only person in the world who disagrees with you on that. I like it. Yeah. I like the I really Ultron. like Age of Ultron, too. I, I love Age of Ultron, but... I, I see your point, though. Like, I... Yeah. I'm I'm not, it's movie. definitely the funniest yeah. of all the Marvel movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Guardians, uh, Guardians was pretty Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa, sorry. Oh, hold on. Okay, yeah. All right, sorry. Backtrack. <laughs> oh, Gar- uh, yeah, Guardians was more, like, naturally funny and less jokey, like, you know... Baskin Robbins always finds out. <laughs> yeah, she dumped me. Oh man. Anyway, my, b- my dad got the portrait. But I got the Vamo. <laughs> he makes that movie. So makes it And he's been like good at other little bits and stuff. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. Michael Pena, but this like this was above and beyond. Yeah. Um, apart from your uh, opinion about Marvel movies, no, I'm just <laughs> we're both good. We're, we can all live in the same world. It goes into yeah, Disney, though, right? Marvel's yeah. owned by Disney. Yeah. So. Um, so, I feel like I was kind of born with Star Wars in my veins. Like, I never remember watching Star Wars for the first time or learning about different things about it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I came out of the womb going, 
Darth Vader is really Luke's father. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say a long time ago in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. <laughs> but, I mean, and I, I've always been obsessed with anything Star Wars, you know. Yeah. Going back, I remember one of my favorite games on Super Nintendo was Super Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I remember some of, one, one of my favorite pastimes was the Star Wars collectible card game. In which yep. I would regularly beat Steven. I don't know how regular that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I've just absolutely always, all, always loved it. Um, of the original trilogy, I would say that my least favorite is actually New Hope. You're really? wrong. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on. You're wrong, but go on. <laughs> defend your, defend it. Well, it, it, he doesn't need to defend it. We're not talking yeah, about that movie in this. Fine, yeah. fine, fine. <laughs> but but I, I, I feel like there were there are better moments in five and six. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think four hangs together the best as a movie, but five and six have far superior moments, and yeah. I will one hundred percent concede that point. And and my favorite my favorite section of any of the Star Wars of any of the Star Wars movies is Hoth. Is the Battle of Hoth? Yeah, and so with that, you know, obviously, that's where my opinions lie. See, I've always thought it was like everyone agreed that like New Hope, Star Wars, whatever you want to call it, was like the best, and so the argument was really Empire or Jedi. And I, w- I was like Jedi because Jedi has Luke, where he's a, you know a real Jedi. You know, he hasn't mm. faced his father yet, whatever. But he's a real Jedi. He's got it together, and he's not whiny Luke. I was not mm-hmm. a fan of Wendy Luke. And then had to watch Empire with a critical eye to realize, oh, wait, this is the better film. I actually think most you know. people consider Empire to yeah. be the best. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like uh-huh. when you when you know something about it. But uh, like as a kid, I was like, Wendy Luke is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm pretty oh, sure, I'm pretty sure that when we, as we get into it, we'll talk about overall rankings of Star Wars movies. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to get into my rankings now. But suffice it to say, I loved the original trilogy. Um, I was... Extremely disappointed by Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. Attack of the Clones, I was a little bit more optimistic, and it had some better moments. I mean, love it or hate it, it did have that scene in the arena was better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Revenge of the Sith, if it had different dialogue and different actors, then I think it would be an amazing Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, like the space battle in the beginning is great mm-hmm. until they start talking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and kind of the back and forth of who are like Anakin being pulled around, like who are the good guys, who are the bad guys. The Jedi's are being jerks to me, but they're the good guys. But the, the person who's nice to me is Palpatine, but he's a bad guy. And, you know that was interesting, but poorly done. Mm-hmm. Right. And he goes from I like good guy to killing kids in like a scene. It's it's just. They, they yeah. could have they could have had him be like an evil little child that yeah. they were trying to reform and then move up to you know exactly. Did you see I the Robot Chicken that. Star Wars episode where yes. Luke like <laughs> their flowers oh. and yeah. he's like cutting all the flowers? I, I, I think the worst is every time and he's like, "Come here, you!" and like there's a flower running away, yeah. <laughs> and he just rips it over his knee. It's horrifying. And then he, Padme comes home and it's like, "Hey, I'm home. Oh, there's some flowers for you on the table. Okay." Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that's awful. Oh man! So Nate, uh, yeah. your Star Wars past experience? Oh god, um, this is gonna date me big time. Oh boy! Uh, when I was three, my parents had A New Hope 
on a Betamax tape. <laughs> we, had, oh. we had a Betamax video machine. We even have a Betamax camera still that still works. Wow. But you can't buy tapes. Yeah. Right. But anyway. Was um, it sad when the dinosaurs died? <laughs> Not really. Did you have a good seat on the ark? I did. Okay. I did. <laughs> By the window? Awesome. Right right next to the elephants. It was fun. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so I watched A New Hope, like, all the time. Yeah. And um, my dad was like, this. here's another thing that dates me. My dad's like, we can go to the video store, and there's another Star Wars movie. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it was Empire Strikes Back. And I remember watching Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. I was like, this is better than the first one. Like, it had more action. It had, you know, like, a, I love cliffhangers oh, yeah. in movies for some reason. I'm like, it had this great cliffhanging. Uh, uh, whereas A New Hope... cliffhanging. Hanging. You're right. funny. But, no, like... Yeah. Like, you could have ended A New Hope, like, right where it was. They shot Darth Vader away, and then everybody got medals. They could have just stopped there. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the fact that there was another one, and then it had the cliffhanger, and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's another one. So, anyways, I remember being three or four years old, um, and my dad and mom took me to see Return of the Jedi in the theater for the first time. Oh, man. And it was really, really cool. That's got to be one of your first memories, then. Yeah, probably. Holy crap. Yeah, I remember seeing, like, Darth Vader, like, walking, and there was, like, the red soldiers. You yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. There's certain parts I remember from the theater seeing it, but I've seen, you know, 4, 5, and 6, like, so many times since yeah, then. Yeah, it's hard to distinguish when you saw that moment. Of, right. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but I was, was really young. Um, and this is funny, like, the prequels... I don't know. The first one didn't bother me too much because I was like, well, it's more Star Wars. Yeah. The second one, I couldn't stand Hayden Christensen. Could anybody? Uh, no. no. Um, but it did have some fun moments. That's the one where uh, Dooku and Yoda battle it yep. out with the lightsaber. Yeah. It's a dumb moment. I, I, I do laugh every time it happens. Right. Like, right. Not, not but mocking the, laughter. In the moment, I am having fun. Right. I am having a lot of fun but, in that moment. The first time that I saw that in the theaters... That was my oh my gosh moment of the right, like awful or awesome, like awesome. Like, yeah. Okay. Because like, when I saw so the that's first time, why Yoda is so respected. I was like, because right. leading up to that, you're like, oh, Yoda's a Jedi, but we've never seen him with a lightsaber, and lightsabers are part of being a Jedi. That's kind of weird that we've never seen him. And they right. mention it in passing, like if you practiced as if you whatever, like you'd be as good of a swordsman as Master Yoda. It's like. Yoda with the light. That can't look good. Right. And then it was like, right. oh, yeah, it but does, now with hindsight, it's though, like, eh. Like, it does ruin Yoda as a character. It is so, still fun to watch. Right. Yeah. So, and then, like, episode three, like you say, I love the star battle at the beginning, because every Star Wars movie starts, and it usually just shows a spaceship, like, yep. slowly flying, but you just go into that, and it's like, bam, 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 this huge There's, war like, layers of ships. <laughs> yeah. It was really, really cool. cool. But like you say, like, it was... You know. And then Hayden Christensen opens his mouth. Yeah. You know, he's 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 a beautiful man. There we go. There it is. I was wondering. When he doesn't so. open his mouth. I mean, when he smiles, he's fine. Well, he was a terrible in Jumper, but no, that wasn't was a good movie, movie though. That, I, want, I, want, I, I love like, that movie. You really do? <laughs> I'm not saying it's good. Uh, <laughs> it's like a guilty it. pleasure. Yeah. Um, Chris loves bad sci-fi, though. Oh, do I. Oh. Yeah. But um, <laughs> with, uh, yeah, it's funny. When I went and saw Force Awakens, I was like, oh, this is kind of dark. I'm not going to let my five-year-old come to the theater and see this. And then we went home. And then I went home, and then I, you know, we watched Revenge of the Sith. And I was like... This is three times darker than The Force, yeah. Awakens, the Force Awakens, and so I took him to see the movie. What did he think? He was like, 
like this huge grin on his face the whole time and when like the Star Wars logo came up he's like it's new it's new, <laughs> <laughs> it's new! that's so crazy because that's like the same thing that we like it has to be a really good mo- movie for me to like be grinning but like I was grinning for most of the first time I saw it and then in like you know the big moments every other time I saw it just like right. without even meaning to not being like hey here it comes but so, like <laughs> just like yeah right. well, that's my cool idea that you got too, to see that reaction yeah well and then uh, my deal too is being a film critic sometimes we get what we call screeners which are DVDs of the movie where we get them for a couple days we can watch them instead of going to the theater and then write our reviews off of. And I got one for Force Awakens, and I had one day with it. <laughs> if I didn't turn it back, it was like a $1,000 fine or something like that. But anyway, so like I've seen Force Awakens eight times now. <laughs> I'm like, I can't sleep. I'll watch it again. It holds up. I think it holds up. Yeah, yeah, it holds up really well, and I, I still have a lot of fun with it. Because it's like Star Wars, like... It could be on, and any scene, I can, I can sit down and just watch it. Like right. Even if I've just finished it, I'd be okay watching it. The funny thing, okay, there's two things I complain about. Number one <coughs> is idiots on the internet that are like, when the new Star Trek movies start coming out that J.J. Abrams did, they're like, this is stupid, he's turned it into Star Wars. And then the first Star Wars preview comes out, and they're like, this is stupid, it looks like the new Star Trek. <laughs> and like, it drove me crazy. Another thing that drives me crazy is George Lucas is pretty freaking bitter oh, right now so about it. He, we, could, we could probably talk man. about that a little bit yeah. more later. Yeah. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. So, so, guys, we have some breaking news. Okay. Star Wars news. We have release dates for the next five movies. Yep. We do. Yep. Yep. What are they? I just saw this come up. So, Rogue One, a I'm Star so Wars story, December 16th, 2016. Good, less than a year. All right. Mm-hmm. Episode 8, enough. May 26th, 2017. That's going to be it's the like best because it's less, months. yeah, it's less like than yeah. six months between movies. That's right. crazy. Yeah. Star Wars anthology, Han Solo. Which I don't uh, want them to make. I really don't want them to make. Yeah. yeah. May 25th, 2018. Okay. Starring Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Wait, and this will apparently be the last Star Wars movie written by Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. Oh. The Han Solo? Yeah. Yeah, see, that puts oh, points okay. in the plus column. Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence Kasdan. And episode nine, they just have 2019. Right, because it's, mm. yeah. And then Star Wars Anthology Boba Fett is 2020. Which, wow. That's the same year the new Green Lantern movie. It's the whole yeah, problem is, like, we know... Better. We we know what happens. Like, not like they can make the character worse. No, it's not that he's a bad character. It's just like are the you problem. sure? Did you see Attack of the Clones? That was Django. Oh, oh sorry. Boba did some good job behind the controls of Slave One. Shooting <laughs> <laughs> Obi Wan. Okay, fine. Then did you see yeah. Return of the Jedi, where he ends in a pit of snakes like a punk? But he flies. <laughs> doesn't he fly out though? Like, aren't, isn't that like no, no. not anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a great art, artist that you should check out, Jake Parker, and I do have a print of his of Boba Fett, and it's a gorgeous drawing. And wrapped around his leg is the Sarlacc's tongue, <laughs> and it, it makes for a cool picture. I don't agree with... It's not canonical, but it makes a great picture. What's his name? Jake Parker. Jacob Parker. Just jakeparker.com. He comes to uh, cons all over the place um, and does a lot of really great prints like that. It has its own book series and everything. Uh, Chris? Yeah. You've heard heard of this film, uh, Star Wars. 
Uh, that's the one with Klingons, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so Definitely close. That. <laughs> yeah. Once again, guys, I really appreciate you uh, letting me be here today. John was giving me a ride home and say so he had this thing to do, so he let me be inside. <laughs> <laughs> because where we are is so, anywhere close to on the way home. <laughs> um, so before I jump into like my personal history with Star Wars, I oh, man, I just have to get this off my chest about the Boba Fett and Han Solo thing. Like, first of all, I. Like, come 2018 and 2020, I am, like, definitely going to change my mind. I'm going to be singing Larry Kasdan's phrases and everything once again. Oh, yeah, we're going to um, be in the theater. Yeah, Don't get I me just, wrong. I will be there uh, opening night. But. Right. I just can't imagine what good will come of, like, telling this backstory. It's like, hey, you know what would be really great if we told a backstory for Darth Vader? Hmm. It would be really uh, great if we told backstory about Bruce Wayne when he's a kid. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so my my history with uh, with Star Wars actually sounds a lot like Brady's. I, I don't remember a time when there wasn't Star Wars. You know, I just remember it was always a part of my life. I remember playing... Uh, you know, playing Shadows of the Empire until my oh, N64 man. controller broke, you know? <laughs> um, man, uh, oh, what's the God. other one? Rogue Squadron? Oh, oh, oh that was so man. good. Which I never owned, but, like, I might have to just go download it when I get home. Uh, <laughs> you find my copies. Yeah, we talked about N64s. We'll just have to talk about emulators some other time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, it just had always been a part of my life. Like, lightsabers, there was just always this cultural you know, phenomenon. Um, the prequels, I remember loving in the theater, like the seeing Phantom Menace. I was like, wow, yeah, Yoda had a lightsaber. Oh, <laughs> I, I remember having, uh, I bought like a special cup at Burger King that had Anakin like in his pod oh, racing yeah. game. Yeah. I played the N64 pod racing game. And, oh, like, I right. loved that. that was so, yeah. Fun. yeah, there was some terrible PC game that I played on my Packard Bell with like those oh, weird little yeah, repair droids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and just, you know, I guess there's one thing to be said about those that, like, they're always and forever will be, uh, you know, people who love Star Wars involved in these projects. No matter how bad they are, there's going to be something good coming out of them. Um, uh, I didn't remember seeing, uh, episode three. It turns out, I actually just looked it up because I forgot what year it came out. It turns out I was out of the country and apparently didn't care at all that it was coming out. So, like, just, like, by that point, I had just, like, completely written off George Lucas as a human. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not, as a, not as a movie maker, as a Oof, human. Yikes. Um, so, yeah, and so, uh, I, and I kind of feel that same way today about the prequels. I, you know, I'll watch how it should have ended, and I'll watch honest trailers <laughs> oh, and uh, um, so like red letter media and all those guys. Right. But like, as far as acknowledging them as canon, I know it's it's like, oh geez, uh, I was about to say it's kind of like Tiananmen Square or something like that. Like everybody kind of knows it happened, but we don't like to talk about it. Um, <laughs> well. Anyway, um, yeah, and so uh, going into Force Awakens, I. I've never been so hyped for a movie or really any, uh, you know, there are very few experiences in my life that I've been this excited for. It was like um, graduating high school, like of that level right, of like, yeah. 
it's all over tomorrow. Like, this yeah. is it. Like, you know, something that level of building up to. Yeah, know. absolutely. I was telling John the car that for about a week and a half before and a week, a ha- week and a half after seeing it the first time, at random moments during the day, I would just start singing the main theme. Like, just out of nowhere, in the <laughs> middle of my workday, like, clicking along on my keyboard, da 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 you know, and, like, <laughs> just get so excited for it. Um, and I, I think it... It's the most fun I've ever had in a movie theater. Oh, and opening night was just amazing. I mean, yeah. the crowd was electric. You know, yeah. seeing the Millennium Falcon for the first time, oh everyone lost their minds. Yeah, yeah. garbage. Um, you know, and I, you know, loved the characters. I loved the story. I loved, uh, you know, the way that it brought in old familiar elements, but is creating this brand new universe. Um, it's kind it, of like what is yeah. old is new again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking about, uh, I'll admit, I was a little nervous coming tonight, and so I was thinking about, like, what's something really smart I could say? Um, and <laughs> I was just thinking about the the relationship between, like, Han and Rey, for example, where mm-hmm. Han is clearly set up as the Obi-Wan Kenobi of this movie. You know, he gives a speech about the Force in front, like, in the same room of the Millennium Falcon that mm-hmm. Alec Guinness had 30 years ago. Um, you know, and he's kind of taking this uh this new force user along and teaching her that yes this is a real thing it's real um and it's funny you see more character development in their eight minutes on screen together than you have in the entirety of episode four you know and their relationship is cemented so thoroughly through little you know like when they uh get to the planet where maz is and she says i didn't know there was this much green in the whole universe and you look at han's face it tells you everything you need to know about their relationship that just like yeah that's so sad i want to show you all this you're like this daughter i wish you know you're you could be like a second chance for me Mm -hmm. um which I think makes it all the more poignant when they kind of recreate that scene at the end with Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I think even if you had never seen Star Wars before, and if this is your first one, I think it still would just kill you to see Han die. Right. Um, you know, and just the the storytelling that they pull off in that small space is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much do we want to get into Han's death right now. I have things to say. I, I, I think that we need to take a break first. Yeah, before we get into like the, the new movie, and because I I wrote down a scene by scene breakdown just from my own recollection, so we don't miss anything. Because like, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna be recording so one of those podcasts that's actually longer than the movie that we're talking about. That's what nothing you're wrong saying. with that. You're talking about four two hour long podcasts. Oh. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh. Okay, so yeah, we'll be right back. I, I, I just want wow. the big screen at some point, and... a big case with Matt Murdock on one side and She-Hulk on the other yeah. side. I read that comic, <laughs> yeah. good. That's cool. a great it comic. so good. He's defending... so good. It's so good. It's good. She-Hulk is defending Captain America, Captain America yeah. and Jack so the attorney. So good. He's <laughs> really good. I had such a weird moment the other day when John was kind of asking me, hey, what have you been reading lately? And the first seven things that came to my mind, like just completely off the top of my head, all female-led books. So it was Squirrel Girl, She-Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, uh, Miss Marvel. I love Miss Marvel. Um, You know, I like seven all in a row. I was like, what? Like, are there any male superheroes I'm even reading anymore? I have theories as to why this is the case, Mm -hmm. um, which I will probably talk about when we're not 
trying to record a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> yeah. But no, with the one exception being the Silver Surfer series that's coming out from Marvel, mm. like the most interesting stuff is all these female led series. Mm. Far like, away, street, the most interesting. And like street level heroes, like the, those are always the, the best fraction and aha run of, of Hawkeye was mm-hmm. my favorite thing mm-hmm. in comics. But like mm-hmm. it's always been the street level heroes, those are always the ones that are the most interesting. It was yeah. the fraction and aha uh Iron Fist Iron that was that the most was interesting. Great. And that Captain was like America, this was before the movie. Still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before the movie, the Captain America comics were really, really good because mm-hmm. like it was just Captain America running around wrecking dudes and making the country or the world safe for people. Not just democracy, but like people. Anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. good up this good whole like, stuff. The universe is exploding. Let's get into spaceships like too big. Yeah. Too big. So really quick before we move on, I can someone like email me a list of Black Panther comics to read because like they're, everyone they're... loves him and I don't <laughs> know why. You can why. just search online people and be don't like love Black Panther. <laughs> Search no? on Google Not Black really. Panther. I, are I they like, like everyone's? Are they everyone's black friend of comics? No, like, They're like, oh, I love Black Panther. Noteworthy <laughs> 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 not because he's a really popular character, mm. because he's like one of the first black superheroes. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. he might be the first black superhero to get his own title. I don't yeah. know that for certain. So, I don't know. Either. But I don't think Black Panther's really anybody's favorite, except maybe. And I'm not, I don't mean to be dismissive, but like, if you're a black person and you relate more to seeing a character who looks like you on a comic book page, then maybe, maybe that's your, your favorite comic book character. And unfortunately, I don't have any black comic book friends. So, I, I like, I don't have that. But I wonder good, why, he says here. But my, my good friend, Old Blind Willie, was a Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's let him go with this. <laughs> yeah? What did he tell you about the old days? I don't know. It was in a dream. Shut up. How do you Move feel on. about Nixon? <laughs> How do you feel about LBJ? Anyway, but anyway, that, that point about, you know, maybe, like, maybe I don't relate to Black Panther because I am not black. But somebody out there is really enjoying him. That's really kind of relevant to the discussion of the Star Wars movie. I want to say. Well, that's the, the that's what I noticed. There's been a lot of discussion about there are no female heroes. There's there's no diversity in in, in that kind of thing. And like I I got a feeling that like they really went for it and they did it with this movie like more than than, than other times. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. I uh, yeah. We're back for part two. And, uh, <laughs> hey. Just wanted to answer a couple of questions. First, we, we all liked this movie. Like, it sounds like. Like yes. or dislike, yeah. everybody liked this movie. Right. All right. Did, it, did everyone think that it felt like a Star Wars movie? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. No. You got to do this every time. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but... Like, no, that no, was my we thought. believe in democracy. That was my thought walking out of it. I had a lot of fun with this movie. It didn't feel like Star Wars. But, like, the reason why, it kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning, my favorite Star Wars movie, and it's the one that feels the most like Star Wars to me, is Episode Four. But this because, was episode four. <laughs> That's what everyone with complained some of about. Episode it. five thrown into it as well. Yeah, yeah. Like the what I like so much about episode four is the um, the relationship between the Force and the characters that are on the screen. You got the people who completely disbelieve in the Force. You've got Luke who's learning about it and, and eagerly trying to adopt it. You've got Darth Vader who's abusing it, and you've got Obi Wan who is just wisely. Uh, explaining what the Force is and how it works. And, uh, you know, props to Sir Alec Guinness for turning in a oh, killer man. performance in this movie that he hated. Yeah. Uh, man's a professional, given that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
almost everything else that comes after that doesn't ever quite recapture that philosophy. Yoda comes really darn close, um, and it, during the training sequence of Dagobah, almost surpasses it, but the rest of Empire, it feels too action-set PC for it. Mm. Um, the reason that The Force Awakens didn't quite feel like Star Wars to me is because it felt more like an Abrams movie than a Star Wars movie. Especially uh, a modern Abrams movie with a script that is incredibly quippy, more than Star Wars has ever been. None of this, none of this is bad. It's just okay. not Star Wars. Okay. Like so, it was. It didn't take away not a, from your enjoyment of it as well. It just didn't feel like Star Wars. There was it. something about it, like it was focusing so much on the quips and the comedy, and not as much on the philosophy. That made me think this isn't quite Star Wars to me. Okay. It's not bad. It's okay. really good, and okay. I would I laugh a lot. Now, okay. now, now, now here's where I think we need to have words because <laughs> my, my my thing with Star Wars isn't the Force. You know, it's it's not the relationship between characters and the Force. It's the relationship between the characters and the characters and how they survive in in this galaxy and with all of the intrigue and craziness that's happening, how they handle these wars, and that's why I think that I actually liked episode 5 better than episode 4, is because it really nails those relationships so much more than episode 4 ever did. Basically, episode 4, by the end of the movie, you feel like these people don't really even know each other, they don't care about each other, they just happened to get on the same ship and go somewhere, but it didn't really feel feel like they had those connections. I so disagree! <laughs> 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 but I don't really want to get into but, this too much because we're not talking about yeah. the original movies now. <laughs> but th th that's why I feel like this felt like a Star Wars movie because it felt like it, it was able to build those relationships around these crazy set pieces, around these crazy situations, around the Force... And put such an emphasis on these characters, and that—that's by far my favorite thing right. about this is well, the characters. And I feel, I feel like a lot of what Steven is talking about is like, kind of like the jobs that this movie had to do, right? Is that it had to tie into the old movies, but like, fact is, it's not 1977 mm -hmm. anymore. If you made Star Wars today, you know, people would walk out being like. What what did I just watch? I mean, just the what, pacing. Was that Jupiter ascending? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, but just like from a pacing perspective, from a character development perspective, from an action perspective, you know, like you had to, you know, that's the other job that they had to do is they had to create a modern blockbuster in 2015. That, which you are 100 percent hitting yeah. the nail on the head. That's that's kind of the other thing that was weighing on my mind as I walked out of a the theater. That Star Wars was such a product of its time. It, you, yeah. Making a new Star Wars movie that feels very true to the original is going to be a problem, because the original movies... Like, Star Wars... The first Star Wars movie is how old now? Almost 40 years old. It's Whoa. almost 40 years old. It is a great movie with a lot of great moments, a lot of iconic images, a lot of great lines, all of which spoken by Ben Kenobi, with maybe a Han Solo line or two in there. Um... <laughs> But yeah, you can't make that movie today. So this movie is very much a product of the need uh, to make, like you said, a big blockbuster film yeah. with the Star Wars brand on it. And I recognize that. And so, but at the same time, I think that the character work Brady's talking about doesn't do it for me. Like the relationships, I don't believe the relationships between these people in this know. movie. 
The uh, thing uh, for me is... That's what did it for me. Yeah. <laughs> the characters. Yeah. yeah. The characters individually, fantastic. But together, you, no? I don't. Uh, I do not believe the relationship between Ray and Han. I don't believe really the relationship between Finn and Ray. The one I believe is Finn and Poe because they had this adrenaline charged like escape from the Imperials and then they think the other one's dead. Like it's a traumatic moment that forges an immediate strong what bond. When, what yeah. about when Finn and uh, Finn and uh, Ray escape from the uh, Tie Fighters and on Jakku? Yeah, and then they great. have to escape from the Rathars. The yeah, Rathars. Worst scene in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Still fun. Let, let, let's go back a second to the relationship between Ray and Han because. Um, well, well, you say that you didn't believe that. That is actually something that I did believe, because Han sees a lot of himself in Rey. And Rey knows the stories. She knew who Han Solo was as soon as she heard his name. She knew what has happened with him. And so she... The way that I think of Rey is she's kind of a fangirl for what yeah. happens. You know, yeah. it, I mean, she has the rebel helmet. That's what... she She's just all about... The first movies, except for their real life <laughs> yeah, tour. I love know? her. And so she's meeting her hero. And, you know, that has an attachment. Where Han sees this this young woman li- living on her own, making the best of a bad situation, and she's has some definite talent as a pilot, and you can see that. Mm-hmm. And they have that connection with, you know, just everything mechanical. And mm-hmm. so he sees a lot of himself in her, and, you know, you have to think that Han is feeling this disconnect from his son, obviously, and that's a gap in his life that he wants to fill, and Ray is there, and I think that that actually makes it a stronger relationship. Yeah. Well, and she but also... none of that seen on screen! Well, I, I totally disagree. <laughs> you saw it? I, I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. Maybe, maybe I just wasn't looking for that, I don't know, but I, I didn't... <laughs> it didn't seem like they'd spent enough time together to really have the sort of bond where Ray would go psycho-ballistic when Han died. See, and I... I think well, she's a person that feels. Yeah. So yeah. I can Like Leia. And I don't why. relate to people who have feelings, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that we know I, where that's coming from, okay. <laughs> well, no, and I, think of it this way. This would be like... This would be like, you get to meet Superman, you find out Superman's real, here he is, you meet him, and then you watch him die. That's going to affect you. <laughs> well, and I also it think... Did. I read the death of Superman. <laughs> that was my first Superman comic. Oh, and, no. and I watched Man of Steel, which was... <laughs> well, and also just say, I mean, looking at, you know, looking at Ray from Han's perspective is really interesting. You know, that, that first shot where, you know, she says you knew Luke Skywalker, and all of a sudden Han, who has been running away for 20 years, who's fallen back into this old life, who's forgotten you know, everything that he knew about saving the galaxy and the Force and everything else, it all comes rushing back He even makes him. kind of a annoyed face almost when he turns at around. At first, he's like, yeah, his first look yeah. at him is like uh, of disgust, and then he turns around and he's like, yeah, I knew him. Yeah, it goes up from I there. I wouldn't call yeah. that disgust. It's you wouldn't call it disgust? Nope, not at all. There, but there's little, clearly pain. There's yeah, there's pain. pain. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, yeah, right. he took my boy away right. and things didn't I, go I, so well. I retract my statement. But it's, it's yeah, some kind of 
It's not. It's I not think positive. it was more just all the feels. I, I think yeah, one oh, of my favorite every time lines. I try to get out, they pull me back in. Kind and of. And they'll thing. never meet again. Oh my fangirl heart. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! I hadn't even thought about that. Dang it! So like, they had a couple of beers with the Ewoks, and that was it. Like, seriously, it's done. I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when, um, when Fingles. Han Solo the rebel, and she goes, no, Han Solo the smuggler. smuggler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they know him from different, yeah, from different who, points of How would she know him? Because she hangs out with that crowd. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. I wanted to talk about, <laughs> like, I was worried that it would feel like a J.J. Abrams movie. Because he throws little little things in, like Kelvin, his grandfather's name. Is in every one of his movies. It's I was like, waiting for Beastie Boys. Too. <laughs> yeah, and there, and there is. Fact, yeah. One of the pilots is named Elo Asti. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. That's Which you don't know unless you read like you know the names of them, but whatever. So right. that didn't like bother me. The name Kelvin was going to come in, and I'm like, oh, that's going to take me out of the movie. Or if you like, there's a drink called Slusho, which is in all of his stuff right. too. It was very brief. Ray talked about Calvin Ridge, you know, that way. I'm like, all right, fine. You had to get your little thing in there. Which, I, I mean, Pixar puts A113 in there. Marvel puts in Stan Lee. Like, uh-huh. there's always going to be a little, little FN2187. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, fine. Like, I got over that. But I was worried, and it felt, the first couple of shots felt very J.J. Abrams, and then yeah. stuff started to happen, and it was back to Star Wars for me. Like, I was just in. There were a couple of big, I want to talk about, like, before we get into the characters, because I really want to talk about Finn and Ray and Poe. And uh, Kylo. Well, Kylo Finn, Ren. Finn Ray and Kylo, yeah. I have so uh, much sleep, to say about Kylo Ren. Yeah, I have yeah. so much to say. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get there. But I wanted to talk about the, like, the biggest reactions you guys felt in the theater. I think the first big, like, whoa moment was when Kylo Ren stops the blaster. That was, no, cool. that, was cool. that was way cool. Yeah, it keeps it there because that's something that that's that's another we haven't really seen before. <laughs> that's another reason that opening sequence right there with uh, the Imperials coming down to the planet and completely wrecking Max von Sydow in that village. <laughs> like, I I just was watching this and like this isn't Star Wars. The stormtroopers are actually doing damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was like. They better show you know, them actually hitting something effective. because. Like they got, we have to like you know make it more dangerous that there are stormtroopers around. Because but the stormtroopers were like weirdly competent throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Good, <laughs> ironically for the one stormtrooper that was built up to be a big deal, yeah. uh, Captain Phasma is yeah. completely useless. I know that was that's another complaint I have is like how cool she is. She's like the Boba Fett of the movie. Like I hope that comes around. Absolutely. As I was watching this opening sequence and I was seeing the stormtroopers actually hitting, you know, hitting their targets. All that I could think about was there's a community episode where it's G.I. Joe and it actually uses like the oh, the actual G.I. Joe animation <laughs> and oh, man, the limited animation style. And oh, it has man. the original voice actors, everything. It's it's an amazing episode. But it's all based around how Jeff is this G.I. Joe who actually shoots and kills someone. <laughs> and and the drama that happens yeah. from that. Like, you're only supposed to leave, you're only supposed to leave, you know, covering fire. So that's all that I could think about for that entire opening <laughs> segment. Um... BB-8 giving a thumbs up with his lighter. Oh, that was great. Oh, that was probably the biggest laugh yeah. and the biggest yeah. reaction. Oh, that was so great. Um, the Millennium Falcon, everyone was like, oh, like, like <gasps> it was like I a gasp of just like, there it is. Yeah. It was as much yeah. of a character as anybody else in the, oh, yeah. in the original trilogy. Um, I was convinced until Han Solo showed up that that was not the Millennium Falcon. It was just the same really? like, style of shape. See, I fell Rando. for it when they were coming in. I was like, oh, the First Order really does have him. And then Han and Chewie come and it was like, Han Solo, <laughs> you handsome son of a bee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, loved that, and like, cause, cause everyone talked about Chewie, we're home, and I was like, oh, I, I didn't get to see that in the trailer, but here it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Droid Please, yeah, all, like, there was some <laughs> great, like, like, BB-8, oh, can we talk about BB-8? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's the first, like, character we see, like, you see a bunch of, like, you know, stormtroopers, and then you see BB-8, like, rot row, and like, mm-hmm. he goes for, uh, goes for Poe. <laughs> So well done! Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. BB-8 has the distinction of being the first Star Wars droid that I don't hate on some level. <laughs> I, I kind of hate R2. How do you hate R2? By association with C-3PO. You know he was my least favorite character in Star Wars. Is that like when there's C-3PO. a couple that you'll like one of them and you're like, hey, Kind of, of, yeah. Because you don't yeah. get R2-G2 without yeah. C-3PO, unfortunately. So, I, I absolutely love BB-8 just mm-hmm. because of his sense of like wonder, like a little lost puppy all yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. People were calling him a cat and I was like, No, he is a dog. <laughs> he is a great little puppy. Oh, I loved it when Finn was like, I'm not part of the resistance. Just Joy, please. Just like, you know, get my back on this. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Loved that. Yeah. That whole scene is great. I just love like, why do you have to go back to Jakku? You got a, uh, you got family, you got a boyfriend, cute boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I also, I saw this t-shirt where it shows BB-8, and he's like gone, but he has a little hamster inside of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. like robot a magnet right so that the head stays on the top. Well, it's like a show on Robot Chicken where it shows one of those little droids that uh, Chewie growled at and ran away. Uh-huh. It shows a mouse on the inside little with mouse. an imperial helmet. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And he like takes off around the corner and stops and then takes out his flask for a minute. Yeah. He's so freaked out by the, the uh, Wookiee. Um... Uh, loved loved BB-8 throughout. It was great throughout, and that, that was one where I was like, "He's like the hit toy right now." Yep. What if he ends up being a stupid character? No, he yeah. was great, yeah. and like I couldn't tell when he was an effect and when he was when he was a practical effect when he was you know a CG because yeah. I know they had to use CG for some of that stuff. Yeah. Looked great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I will say that I expected to hate BB-8 because I shop at Target and there is a Target <laughs> near my house that has a display of Star Wars stuff and there's this BB-8 toy that just constantly does its little beeping thing and it's right across from the DVD section which is where I spend most of my browsing time in Target. <laughs> it goes off consistently every 30 seconds forever and I, it, oh, that got on my nerves so bad. But no, like in the movie... BB-8 is cute. He's endearing. He actually kind of serves as our viewpoint character, the same um, way that R2-D2 yep, did in yep, the yep, yep, Star yep. Wars, um, with the added benefit of not having C-3PO around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have C-3PO. Oh, we can I talk. Uh, we're, not, we're not talking about that He's my least right favorite... Now. Uh, of like one of the one of my least favorite things in this movie, like you could take C three PO out and I would have oh, no see, problem. See, and I loved C three PO showing up because it's so yeah. clear that everyone hates him. <laughs> and like he shows up and he's like, oh come on, C three PO is a droid. C three PO is a vacuum cleaner. If you don't like your vacuum cleaner, you buy a new vacuum cleaner. You don't give it a shiny red arm and let it pop up in the next movie. <laughs> Another thing about BB-8, Ben Schwartz and Bill Hader were consultants on the voice of him, and they added to, like, I guess his character or whatever, because, like, it's just little beeps and sounds and stuff, it's just Ben Burt working, or uh, Ben, uh, wait, Ben Burt's a producer, who am I thinking of? The sound engineer from the original movie. Ah, gosh. Don't know. Um, You know, it's, it's... Google. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just, you know, it's such a big part of his character. Ben Burt, it is Ben Burt. Ha ha, past me was right. (laughs) Add out this whole section, it'll be great. Sorry. (laughs) 
you know, but, but that much, like, it added so much to it, you know, he could have made any little sounds, he could have made annoying little chirping sounds or whatever, but he was so cute and so fun. He was. And, like, a useful droid and, you know, not super annoying. I loved how he had, like, the the, the string or whatever, the the cables that would come yeah. out of yeah. them. Because so like, you could tell he was just like, oh, enough of this. Right. Like, he'd been, that, like, volleyball like, sound yeah. effect when he hit that, like, yeah. metallic little, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, oh, one thing that I think ties the new characters together is uh, loneliness. We see Ray is all on her own. Uh-huh. She's left by her family, which, real quick... Living in We're, an AT-AT. Yeah, yeah, that was another moment yeah. where it was like a big moment where everyone was like, ah, <laughs> you, like you zoom out and you realize this like you know junk she's living in is yeah an AT-AT. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, I, I, the 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 big theory is that she's like Luke's daughter. I so hope I, she's not. I hope I hope she is. And like now I'm hearing that people think she's like a, a long lost Kenobi. Kenobi. Wait, can we just stop for a second? No. You just said real quick, and now we're going to talk about race <laughs> origin. So I've done nothing else for the last three weeks. <laughs> the the thing that like clinches it for me that tells me she's not Luke's daughter is that when she comes to oh spoiler you're stupid if you're still listening. <laughs> um, the end of the movie when she holds out the lightsaber, he's looking at the lightsaber. Not at her. All of it represents, like, that's my old life. <clears throat> I just have to push my glasses up here oh, uh, a little bit. It turns out in the actual script pages, which were leaked today, that Luke is shown as not being surprised to see her. So He's got we'll the just... Force. Yeah. Also, force he visions. had to see the Millennium Falcon flying in, <laughs> right? and he can, like, you know, sense other Jedi and people and stuff, so he's probably like... <laughs> <laughs> what oh, a jerk! He you know what I love? He doesn't yeah. go down to meet her. Like, that's not no, like, oh, stand at too. the top of the cliff like, and wait for her to come to me. He, he really, he really did not want to see R two D two, and he knew that R two D two couldn't go up those stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had a big falling out at some point. He's like, I'm going with somewhere. You go in low power mode, and you keep your mouth shut. Because R two was like, hey, hey. Remember that time on Hoth when your sister gave you some time? <laughs> <laughs> you shut up, R2. Yeah, while we're on, while we're on R2. With you. Shut up. You Please. know what I loved about about it is um, Kylo Ren has her in captivity. And he's like, I know what you see when you fall asleep. You see an ocean with an island. And Ta-da. it's really her having the visions yeah. of where Luke's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was so There's cool. a lot there to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Chris, wh- yeah, what? You were going to say something. Uh, oh, can we just all, like, so John has had this, uh, in John's headcanon, R2 swears like a sailor. Oh, like oh, a rotten sailor. Like, oh, that's why they have to beep him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's probably canon. So I just, point. like, having C-3PO get upset with him and slap him <laughs> after the first thing he says in the movie oh, yeah. was just such a great payoff. Right. <laughs> he, he probably had a really good, like, Johnny Five-style, like, zinger, like, your mama was a snowblower. <laughs> <laughs> you shut your mouth, huh? Um, so yeah, Ray. will fi- hopefully she's from. She's just. I'm hoping like, that she's like the child of some of Luke's apprentices. That's that, what I'm thinking. That's is what that. I. That's another theory that's out there. That's the one that I am most uh, interested in seeing developed because I want to see this family. Like there, there's more than one family. In the entire galaxy, it doesn't yeah. all have to be about the Skywalkers. That's what I'm all saying. The time. Yeah. Well, they talk about that her. That her future isn't the past that she's waiting for. It's in yep. the future that she's going to be yeah, looking for. Dead. So, like, I think yeah. that they may not be blood-related, but they bring her into the fold. I'm thinking she... Somehow Luke found out that she was, like, Force-adept 
and she was hidden away for her protection on a desert planet where she had Lars uh, Tanaka, what was his name? Max von Sydow? Yeah, Brewmeister Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Lor Santeca. Sorry, he died too quick before he could say, yeah. I'm Lor Santeca. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I seriously did spend like the first half hour of the movie being like, yeah, but who was that guy at the beginning? It kind of yeah, felt every, like we were supposed after, to know who he was. was like, the first reaction was, were we supposed to know who that guy is? And then, in, like, headcanon again, I was like, he was probably from Alderaan or the Rebellion because he like knows she's a rep, she's a princess. I actually thought he was General Dodonna. Oh, really? Until later on in the movie, I think Dodonna's actually in the room when they're planning the attack. <laughs> okay, because um, he's referred to in the crawl as like an old ally or yeah. something like that. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I guess there was some expectation that it was going to be like Lando or somebody else, <laughs> but I think that would have really taken me out of it. Like at that point, it's yeah. just yeah. like a shooting hey. gallery. There was Star some Wars things nice that, was, that was just questioning like the whole time that we're like. Like, uh, when Ren touch, I mean, when Ray touches the lightsaber and she, like, has the visions and stuff. Yeah. And I forget the character's name off the top of my head. What is it? The older... Moss. Ca- Moss. 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 Yeah. So she Moss. comes Moss. and stuff, and, you know, she tells her everything, but, um, you know, uh, Han comes down and he goes, where'd you get that? And she's like, it's, you know, another time, another story, but you got to leave right now, you yeah. know? Like, I, I want to know how she got the lightsaber, like, really bad. It'll See, be I the don't. Boba Fett movie. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to know that kind of stuff, because somehow it's... It, sure, a lightsaber got from, from Bespin to her, her planet. Like, you know, smugglers come through, fine. Like, that's, right. that's all I need to know. I don't want to know, like... Like, it, like they passed it like a baton, and right, right, I lost right. his arm because he actually turned it on. <laughs> right, but I've like, just ever since fine. I was a little kid, I'm like, whatever happened to the blue lightsaber? That was so cool. And then like you get the green lightsaber, I'm like, ah, eh, not as cool as because it almost took me out because I was like, wait, how come she did get the blue lightsaber? That fell down a big hole, right? Like, you know. But then I was like, hey, okay, you know, right? Yeah. Um, so down a big hole and eventually probably into space where people can travel. Whatever, Brady. <laughs> um, before we get off of Ray, I like. Well, we're still going to be on Ray. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've not been talking about Ray for like the last five minutes. Anyway, uh, go on. I mean, so for one, I'm just so excited. Uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that you know have said what it was like going to see The Empire Strikes Back for the first time in the theater, and everyone wondering about all these mysteries and like. We've never had that. Our generation has never had that. That's so, like all of our big movie franchises have been based on books that we've already read. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I will say, uh, you know, so my I have two daughters. I have one that's four and one that's one and a half. And I coming out of this movie, I was just so excited for there to be a female-led Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. My, my mother-in-law, John's mom, actually walked out of the theater across the mall to the Disney store and bought a size 4 Ray costume. <laughs> like, immediately. The like, in, the fa- in our family, like if you're four years old, you get to go with, with Nan and, and Nan and Granddad to... Uh, Disney, Disney World. World. They live in Florida, and that's just the you get mm-hmm. to go. It's your own time, and there's the the Jedi trainer part of the mm-hmm. of the you know park, mm-hmm. and so she gets to dress up like Rey and have a lightsaber, and it's going to be awesome. Emily, I wanted to ask you about Rey, like from a female. As a perspective. female, well, <laughs> I am female. We're not, and so <laughs> your 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 viewpoint is very important because we can only be like, it's pretty cool. There's a girl in there, but like. What does that mean coming from us as opposed to coming from an actual girl? There's a girl in here. Female. <laughs> oh, man, um, I'm in my sweater vest. I better change. <laughs> Why are all the guys who have been married the ones that are freaking out about the girl in the room? Just just curious. Because I'm divorced. <laughs> Girls scare the hell out of me. 
rightly so. <laughs> took a turn. Um, <laughs> I really liked Ray. Um, I uh, the actress who played her, she had such a, she was, she was She's so fabulous. cute. Just and lovely. she was so believable. Yeah. Like, I just, I loved her. I didn't have any complaints about her. You don't think there she were... had too much going on? No, she could not do at all. Too much? No, yeah. no, 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 no. I thought, thought... I thought she was very genuine, yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm excited to see more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I loved all her quirky bits in the movie. Like, oh, yeah. like, like, when, uh, when Finn took her hand when they were running, why are you holding my hand uh, yeah. right yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding my hand. Or even that, that moment where they're in the Millennium Falcon and they're, they're getting chased, and then she bypasses the compressor and she turns around she's like I bypassed the compressor <laughs> yeah. so just, so, so just awkward enough that it's yeah it's just adorable you know what I, I love lo- you know what I loved is when she meets BB-8 and she's like go that way or go that way and he starts following her like a little puppy like yep. we were talking yeah. about not like a I cat love, who would just say to hell I with love you. yeah right. a cat who would like pee in that sand and be <laughs> gross <laughs> I, I love the reaction she gets she gets like annoyed and she's like ugh and nods, yeah. She's just yeah. a good you know? person. And, and, and we yeah. see that she's a good person. Like, at first, she's just a scavenger or whatever. And then she's handed a fortune. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. she sees a little droid that's in trouble and just there's something classified. And she just knows that this droid is in a bad way and something's going on. But she's handed a fortune, like, more mm-hmm. credit, like, uh, more yeah, portion than she'll ever see. Mm-hmm. She'll ever see. And she's just like, no, he's not for sale. Mm-hmm. Like she could tell, like that's that's not what I'm about. Well, yeah. and that her performance is just spectacular. <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah, I cannot believe that they pulled her out of nowhere. Like her facial expressions as she's you know washing the little part and sees the old lady <laughs> across from her and like <laughs> doing the same thing. Gonna, this is going to be my life. Yeah, yeah, and like every little, she has so many little like micro expressions and like facial tics and stuff that just adds so much <laughs> to the character. She does a great she's job. amazing. So, she's pretty yeah. too. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to say, like, if nothing else, and again, this is coming from a white guy, so take this as you will, um, but I think the fact that we got a Star Wars movie, yeah, it's got a very similar plot to Star Wars, the original movie, and The Empire Strikes Back, it's got all of these story beats that are kind of repeated, it's very cliche, whatever, 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 whatever. We got this story where the main characters are a woman, a black man, and then a Latino yeah. yeah, I think that's noteworthy. Yeah, and yeah, this goes back to a point that I was kind of making during the break, and hopefully a lot of it got edited out because I didn't make my points very well. But like, <laughs> it's going in. <laughs> <laughs> so much of what makes a story interesting is is how it impacts the character that is experiencing it, mm-hmm. and sometimes a character that you don't have a lot in common with. Um, just in terms of background, you wind up finding you have more in common with because you see them go through this experience. This is my theory as to why Ms. Marvel, the comic, is such a big deal. Yeah. Because, no, vast majority of the people who read it are not Pakistani-American girls from New Jersey. Right. But I, white guy, I have felt ostracized at some points in my life, and I can relate to that. Yes, um... It's basically I, I Ms. Marvel is basically Spider Man again in, in right. a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah. But yeah. having it come through this lens of a character that we've never seen the story from this perspective before allows for new twists to uh take place that make the story engaging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, one of the best moments in the entire movie of The Force Awakens is near the end when Finn has brought Han and Chewie to the Starkiller base, and he is gung-ho, set to rescue Rey, <laughs> only to find out that Rey doesn't need rescuing. Yeah. But then the minute that Rey sees him, 
She doesn't say, what the heck are you doing here? I can take care of myself. She is so relieved to see a friendly face that she embraces him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, it, it, Finn didn't technically need to be there to save her. She probably could have gotten out on her own. But she sees him, and all of a sudden, this strong, capable woman is like, oh, thank goodness, I don't have to do this on my own yeah. anymore. And right. she I have him. friends yeah. Yeah. with me. And she saves him. They save each other. They do, yeah. mm-hmm. especially in that final sequence, they do a pretty decent job of saving each other a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. And it's great. It, it feels very humanizing. And we don't often see that sort of relationship between any sorts of characters. So the fact that we've got this very complex, very believable relationship, that the romantic bits are the part that I was taking issue with. That's because you're not a girl. No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But Fair enough. I'm, I'm glad they didn't kiss, but I would have been okay. I was yeah, so yeah. ready. I'm like, I was like <laughs> and it didn't happen. He got, he got a forehead like, kiss when he was the, the, the relationship yeah. between them, how, just like, they've been through a lot together. They They don't... It doesn't feel like they should be in love at this point, but the fact that he, she was so relieved to yeah. see him uh-huh. yeah. that when she's having such a hard time, yeah. and she's just grateful, and she hugs him. That felt so believable. I may have cried. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will put this this way as far as, you know, the romantic relationship is it's, concerned. It's undertone. It's, it's, it's not there. It, it feels it's, like it's coming from Finn. Building, if, if, I, if I was Finn, and I lived in a universe where my beautiful wife Amanda did not exist, and I met... <laughs> And, well, yeah, that's a given. And I met Ray. Yeah, I would. I would be smitten. She yeah. is literally the first woman that he has met that wasn't Captain Phasma, right. <laughs> <laughs> or that he and, wasn't supposed to shoot. And on that note, I mean, to see this kind of diversity in a Star Wars movie yeah. is amazing. Where like the original trilogy, I think I can count on one hand the number of women who have names. There are three parts. There are three. There's yeah. Leia, Mon Mothma, and Aunt Beru. Aunt Beru. <laughs> and then, of course, the prequels, which have a really refined and uh, interesting um, things to say about race and are not in any way offensive. Oh. Yeah. Panda Bear, you know, like, or Panda Bear, whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> tell everyone. Yeah, I, also, okay. the, uh, one of the other like undercurrents with Star Wars, and one of the things that makes the Empire so obviously evil is that there are no alien imperials. I was going to say that. Like, the, yep. the way the Im- the Empire is often portrayed is the Nazis. They yeah. are. Right. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> who they were trying to be in this movie. Yeah. Oh. They saluted like him. And he, like, yeah. oh. Um, and so they all have the same accent, great. too. It's yeah. clearly like a nationalist movement. Yeah, almost. and so yeah. the fact that there are Finn now... Though, but he wasn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. When, when race has always been kind of an... Like, a strange sort of undertone with the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that there haven't been too many other races portrayed in the movies. Um, kind of like, I, again, I, I think even if we just got a mediocre movie that happened to have a female and a black man and a Latino in the leads, that's a win. It's a least yeah. progress. Yeah. No, I love Poe, progress. too. I thought Poe was great. So before we move on to Poe, any other comments? I have Ray. Yeah. I have, wanted to say something about Ray. Ray's journey was really great because she's thrown into this wider world that she doesn't understand when all she wants to do is get back to what's familiar and wait for her family. She's tied up on that. Maz tells her, and we should talk about Maz because she's, oh, she's awesome. Maz. Oh, yeah. Um, she tells her, "Look, you, nothing like 
what's behind you is behind you, and what's what you what you need is, is ahead of you. And mm-hmm. she doesn't she rejects it. She's like, I don't want anything to do with that. And like, tick, like gets rid of the lightsaber and goes off on her own. BB-8 I, I, I want to go back to Jakku where yeah. I can wait for somebody yeah. to come back to say that they love me. Yeah, and she's not like it, it, she's not visibly like scared of it as much as she's just you know like that's unfamiliar and I I don't know what to do. She's confused. Goes off in the woods, gets caught by Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, later. She, you know, Kylo Ren's trying to get stuff out of her head, and he does, and then she realizes, hey, I can do this, too. I was able and to says, fight him. You're, you're afraid that you won't be as good as Darth Vader, and that freaks him out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then man, she gets we about that, too. His yeah. temper. She, she, she Jedi mind tricks the Stormtrooper. Anyone else catch, besides Chris, who that Stormtrooper was? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, did anybody catch who Simon Pegg was? Yeah, he was the uh, junk dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, loved that, and he's like, "I'm gonna tighten your restraints." And then he's like, "I'll leave this room with the door open. I love leave your weapon in. And I love it. He's delivering that line. Gun. Excellent. Yeah. Now, he, was he actually in the suit? I think he I think was. So, yeah. Okay, so that makes it much better. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I loved that scene, and then like Kalorin realizes, okay, she's forced to death, and she's gonna like grow more powers. You know, she's gonna get stronger the more that she's experimenting with him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and gets... being the fangirl of the old stories, she's heard about Jedi mind tricks. Uh-huh. You said fangirl, and for a minute I thought you were talking about Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> so then she gets knocked out for a bit while uh, Finn grabs the, stor- the lightsaber and fights off Kylo Ren, and then he gets filleted. And mm-hmm. I hope he's all right. Me I don't too. know what's going to come with that, but then. That moment, my favorite moment in the movie is when you see the lightsaber jiggle and you're like, oh no, Kylo Ren's going to get it back, and it zooms past his face, yeah. and Ray catches it, and then yeah. they that, fight. That favorite was moment. the moment when I saw it on opening night. Um, that's the moment that got the biggest applause. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely one of the well, biggest. Well, one thing oh, I love yeah. about that is she picks up on the Force pretty quickly, yeah. one might say, mm-hmm. but the thing yeah. about it is, is her character is such pure light. Yeah. yeah. It is. Good. Yeah. So, There's no question of her going to so the dark I didn't side. I disagree <laughs> so much. <laughs> Is that your job to no. Because women are evil. No. <laughs> no. Let me make my case. Let me make my Any, case. Anyone, we need to give Stephen a date. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, this is what our date is going to be like. You will you say something can... and I will disagree. <laughs> no. So, like, huh? to, to me, like, that final fight between... Ray and Kylo Ren. So it looks like she's tapping into some anger during that. Right, like yeah. that's that's, that's, yeah. that's performance. I don't think so. It's not in the text. It's what it looks like. Wait, to wait, me. wait, wait. Did, did you just call her Daisy Puentes? She's I maybe really did. did. <laughs> <laughs> I heard really. No, it's <laughs> fair enough. Okay, let's move on from that. Um, that's the other half. See, of I think game. when she when he, when he says you know nothing of the Force, she's like the Force. The thing that Maz was talking about, and she had like told her about the light side, and then she takes a moment to calm herself, mm-hmm. and then whoops all over him because it's defensive. Yeah, right. I, I still think that the fight, like, she's showing such proficiency and such anger. That might just be exertion from the fight, but I, it did read to me as she was maybe tapping into the dark side in that moment. I, I think she has to be tempted by the dark side in these in these coming movies, and it has to be a viable temptation. Well, everybody. Right. Well, yeah. the next movie will be interesting because I hope they do parallels of Kylo Ren receiving more dark side training and her getting her light side training from Luke. Right. Yes. Which, no Luke in this great. movie. Luke was like, Luke, 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 Luke. Everyone's saying Luke. Like, there's this secret that the droid has. We're not going to talk about the secret, but everyone, they keep blurting it out. Like, 
Because I'm after Luke Skywalker. I'm after Luke Skywalker. I'm after Luke Skywalker. You know, it was yeah. just like, they tell anybody. Mark yeah, Hamill had to get in shape for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the first, I mean, the you first line. Really good. Yeah. good. And he's the first line of the crawl, right? Luke, Luke Skywalker, Skywalker has vanished. And that, yeah. that was yeah. where my worries were gone. I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Right. Agreed. What's happening? Right there. Yeah. That, that caught yeah. my attention. Yeah. yeah. So we got to talk about Poe. Poe's, oh man, when Poe shows up and starts talking, my very first thought was, I didn't know Bruce Campbell was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. So much like Bruce Campbell. I, guess, I get none of that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, you're wrong. Um, right. <laughs> I will watch great. that next time. Loved Poe. Um, yeah. I wish there was more of him, actually. Yeah, well, so I was like, they better not kill him. I, 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 I want, I want a movie that's just the adventures of Poe and Finn. Yeah, that would yeah. be so cool. That'd be the best buddy cop movie ever. And it yeah. start, the, the Star Wars logo will appear, but instead of the John Williams score, it'll be Guy Love That Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey man, you want to go shoot stuff? <laughs> yeah, I want to go shoot stuff. Let's yeah. go shoot stuff. All right, Adventure Time with Poe the Starfire Pirate yeah. and the human. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, oh man. <laughs> no, but the yeah, the like I I, I love Poe. He yeah. Yeah. he was I think the quippiest character in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> he was so likable, and you could tell that he was, you know, he was he was the hotshot pilot, but he's the hotshot pilot that people love. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. he's skilled, and he really believes in the resistance, mm-hmm. not the rebellion. Mm-hmm. It's the resistance. Yeah. Uh, eh, he's not I, afraid of anybody. As yeah. soon as he gets on Kylo Ren's ship, he's like, "Whatever, you're not going to get anything out of me. I'm not worried." Like, but like, he is just, fallible because yeah. Kylo Ren then proceeds to get everything out of him. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. not a Jedi, you know. He he yeah. only do so much. Well, I, oh, but he had to I, try hard. I mean, there was a yeah, lot like of he, there, people worked on him for a while. Yeah, he got pretty beat up. Yeah, uh, Easter egg. I noticed the last time I saw it. There's a torture droid in that. Yes, scene. there is. Just like there's a little ball droid. Yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm a doctor. <laughs> Good day, sir. Do you like the fire films going through the Millennium Falcon? He found Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking nice about? Or? No, I'm talking oh. about the Doctor Ball thing, like oh. the joke that they make, like the one, the torture droid that like gets Leia in. Right, right, with the needle. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That didn't work on him, but the little mind trick did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was great. I love that he wasn't dead. I love the. So who's talking first? Do you talk yeah, first? <laughs> that was like the first quip of many. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that in any of the Star Wars movies I had ever seen a character smile as much as Poe does in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. And he he just brings us positivity every time that he's in. And he's every, every time that he's on the screen. And no he's argument. Pretty, he's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Can't argue with that. No, and like, he just like loves being a fighter pilot. And he's like, I can fly yeah. anything. Like pure confidence. He's like, all right, don't be nervous. I've always wanted to fly one of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the story is that they were going to kill him <laughs> off. That when they offered him the part, they said, hey, you know, like you'll have these few seconds of screen time and then we're going to kill you. And That'd it's almost like he said, yes, I'll do it. And they're like, oh, guys, we got Oscar Isaac. Now execute plan B here. <laughs> <laughs> My guess as to what actually happened is they realized they weren't going to have Harrison Ford for three movies. And so they needed someone who. You could take Han Solo's place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Like, no, I, I, I do think that there were contractual reasons that Han Solo had to die in this movie. And it, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Role, like, he's a bit more experienced than like the other new actors that are in there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that swagger. You know, I just oh, like when there's when he's escaping, you need a pilot. I need a pilot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. so good. It's the right, right thing to do. do. Yeah, yeah. You need it's, a pilot. 
I'm not even talking about it. It's really sad that we don't get more of Poe because Poe is my. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this is gonna sound like I hate him. So let me rephrase it. I, it's not that I don't like him. It's that I don't know him well enough to be attached to him. He quips sure. very, very well. He's very, very funny. Yeah, I like. really liked his uh, like Oscar Isaac's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and he's our apocalypse. And he's our apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't put that together. So we'll have to talk about that when, when the X-Men movie comes out. But, but he's it, in the movie for like four minutes of screen time, yeah. right? I mean, he's yeah, barely he's in, in it. and out. But I want more of him. And there yeah. will be more of him. I hope, because it'll be interesting to see what Finn's role will be, because he's, he's, I guess, not a Jedi. I guess. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It's kind I of in the air. I not. Me too. Uh, but, but, but it, doesn't, yeah, it, doesn't, it, doesn't all, it doesn't all have to be about Jedi, so yeah. the Jedi is... I will like him if he is a Jedi. Yeah. But Regardless. If they have, like, you know, some kind of, like, like Finn and Poe show, and that's what they... Oh, man, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> and he names, he names Finn. That's awesome. Um, supposedly, Finn like, stylish jacket. Yeah, and when Finn's yeah. like, that's a heck of a pilot up there, and then it's yeah. Poe, and it's like, he's alive! <laughs> I'm so happy! Oh. <laughs> and, like, just, like, that one shot where it shows him, he just takes everybody out, and it's just sweet. <laughs> and he, and he, he gets to trench run. That's pretty yeah. great, you know? Yeah. And, and, like, gets the cheesy line that I still bought into of, as long as there's still light, we're still we're Yeah, I like that, so, too. So, I love that. But it is so literal. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, Finn, Finn was like I'm, the big. Oh, oh, before, I have a million things to say about. Finn. All right, well let's yeah. say them because uh, before the movie came out, I was like, I know this Black Stormtrooper. I know it's John Boyega. He was in uh, Attack the Block. That's all I knew. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw because people wouldn't stop sharing stuff that he had a lightsaber, and I was like, oh. So he must be undercover, and he's a Jedi, and that's why he looks all panicked without his Star tro- Stormtrooper helmet on. Yeah, people go undercover as storm uh, Stormtroopers. That fits with existing, you know, <laughs> practices. Actually, yeah, okay. Star Wars Rebels—they do the cartoon mm-hmm. on Disney. They, they actually do that. They do go undercover as Stormtroopers. Yeah, it's really cool in Star Wars. That happened. Yeah, here a little short for Star Wars. Yeah. Can I can I take a little sidestep here for a second to just talk about with lightsabers, people's different styles. Oh, the lights. Yeah. So that was, yeah. that was wow. an like his was very baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. Finn's <laughs> yeah, was very baseball bat, and it it almost reminded me of King Griffin like, Jr. Like, he, he it's like he he has training with weapons, but mm-hmm. he wasn't really into the melee stuff, so he doesn't really know what he's doing. Right. But he's well, doing he's the best that he can He's wielding it. it like a big, heavy weapon. Not yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and it doesn't realize it. He, he switches to a blaster as soon as he can. Yeah. Boz yeah. is like, you have a weapon, and then points it away from her own face. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's like, when he fired that up, oh. It, did it bother anyone that it was a little bit more purple than blue? No. No. Uh, no. Okay. It looked cool, so I was, but, like, but it was um, like, the color wasn't cool. Mace Windu's. But that's <laughs> another story for another time. Jeez. So... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then Ray. And, and then Ray, the way the way that she fights, it's, she kind of jabbed. It, a little yeah, bit. it's yeah. it's like she's fighting with her staff. Yeah. Where and you know it really makes sense. She she goes for down blows and thrusts instead of you know the side swipes. Mm-hmm. And Kylo Ren is Kylo like, wow. Oh, and, and, and Kylo... He's the pissiest teenager. Exactly. I swear, so annoying. Anyway, <laughs> well, and it's that's... like he spent all of his training time doing all the flourishes and stuff instead mm-hmm. of actually learning yeah. how to fight. Yeah. Like anyone would in the real world. <laughs> yeah. <part, right? laughs> yeah, and like what I heard before the movie, and I'm, I think that it's. The, the thing is that his lightsaber is not really complete. Complete, yeah. Because he didn't broken. really, like, 
do his training correctly, I guess. And yeah. so the, the crystal's not quite set, it's not quite uh-huh. right, and so the exhaust is what comes yeah. off from the side. Yeah. Which someone brought up online the point that, like, yeah, they need cross blades, you know, to keep from the, getting their arms cut off yeah. and hands cut off, like Mace Windu, we, and, like, you know, we, like, right. go through the list. Of who we cannot know. talk about Kylo Ren yet because we have to go back to Finn. Finn is going to get to Kylo Ren. Oh my god. But, yeah. but, but anyway, my, my, my point is it's interesting how their lightsaber styles really fit their characters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So Finn. Yeah, can I? I have so much to say about Finn, and he probably has my favorite arc in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, he spends the entire first act acting completely out of fear. You know, he runs from the First Order because of fear. He escapes in the TIE Fighter, even though it's hugely dangerous because he's so afraid of the First Order. He's so afraid of his past. Mm-hmm. He gets to Jakku, and all it is is we have to get off of Jakku. We have to get out of here. Doesn't care about the droid, doesn't care about Luke Skywalker, just wants to leave. Does um, care about the pretty white girl he does. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we, runs to save her. He like I love when he stops short and like looks around like, well, all right. Like yeah. <laughs> up the other guys. Yeah. Um but then, you know, he gets to Maz's Cantina, he takes the first shot out of there. He says, I don't want anything to do with you guys, like peace. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Next women, thing women always find out the truth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, but then, always finds out, But then the next time he sees Ray, Kylo Ren is taking her into his ship, and he has this immediate turnaround. <laughs> and then all of his actions after that are selfless, are crazy, and he lies to everyone, like, first of all, goes with Han Solo, mm-hmm. lies to everyone in the resistance. I'm a big deal. I'm pretty, I'm a big, <laughs> listen here, big deal. I'm married to the general. I love when she's like, I've Me? never seen anyone, i never met anyone in the resistance. Well, this is what we look like. Yeah. <laughs> some, of, some of us look different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with the resistance. I am with the resistance. Yeah, with like, the resistance. Whatever will get me out of here, let's do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I did. But then he, he turns it around. When, you know, he gets yeah. to, the, to the planet, and then in sort of like the culmination of his arc, he, you know, sees Rey hit the tree, fall to the ground, picks up her lightsaber, mm-hmm. and, you know, like... He, Kylo Ren who, says, that's yeah. mine, that belongs yeah. to me. He says, come and get it. Yeah, Knowing yeah. that like, this is a dude who knows what he's doing, <laughs> and I couldn't beat the stormtrooper who called me a traitor. Yeah, like, right. I'm probably going to die. Like, I I think mm-hmm. that just completely yeah. cements his character. I have a yeah. huge, huge yeah. problem with the fact that what causes Finn's turnaround is the girl. Because in Finn's character arc, Rey becomes the MacGuffin. Rey is not a person to Finn. <laughs> Yeah, but you yeah, but never yeah, but no, been I, in I will, love we'll, before. We will say yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Fred, I really Fred yeah, but. on uh, Facebook. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but wouldn't you look at it? <laughs> okay, I she's have met. Good. I know pretty women. I no, don't react like that. I'm saying she's like a great person and like. Just... I know pretty great women. Well, I'll also it, say it, this. It, here's how I here's how I feel about it. Yes, he knows that she's attractive. He feels this definite connection with her. Um, he knows that he wants to be with her. He tries to get her out of there, but he also knows that really it's because of him that the First Order knows where she is. That mm-hmm. they're going after them. Mm-hmm. And she's the first person to look at him different from anyone else because he's yeah, a stormtrooper. Exactly. Yeah. And and you know, he also has to feel his guilt. Like, this is my fault. 
Emily, Emily really wants galaxy. to say something. Why does it matter that he becomes a good person? Why does that matter so much to you? Why does it Let matter it that he becomes a good person? Because that's kind of his art? No, why does it matter that it has to be her? He's a good person at Star Wars. You just think too much about things. Yeah, I mean, he wants to get away. Star Wars. Star Wars is all about thinking too much about things. Have you been online at all for the last three weeks? Steven, it, you'll find that when you find the right girl, she makes you a better person. Hey, you shut up. <laughs> at any rate, like... Like, Maybe that's what we're missing here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Nobody My else gosh. in this room had a problem with it except you. Yeah, fair enough. I'm the only guy who is. No, but I get. I get. You yes. do. You do bring up a good point. He's doing it all for the girl. Yeah, and, and he admits it. Yeah. He says as much. They get to the Star Killer base, and Finn's like, "I don't know how to take this thing out. I'm just here for the girl." But maybe, yeah. think about it this way, what if it's not for the girl, what if it's for the only friend he has in the whole galaxy? I like that better. Well, I do well, like that better. And other than Poe, don't forget Poe! Also right. say, everything that happens after he leaves the First Order is about him learning to become mm-hmm. a functional human being. Yeah. 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 What I brought up just now is a nitpick, <laughs> because I agree with you that Finn's arc is great and compelling. Yeah. I just have to throw my nitpicks in here, because and, otherwise I will have nothing to say other than, yeah, I agree. And I don't think he's the comedy re- comic relief. I don't think that there really is a comic relief, but most of the funniest lines come from him. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're hilarious. Before he even knows Ray, though, he's, he's wanting to escape, and of yeah. course he has to use... Poe to do it, but yeah. he's still trying to get away, and I, that doesn't have anything to do with the girl. No, that yeah. doesn't have anything to do with the girl. That's the running. But his turn, yeah. His turn does. Um, can we talk about Kylo Ren? Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can we please talk about so, Kylo Ren. So, he, so I think that what happened in the past is that that uh, Brewmeister Smith had some kind of. I'm sorry, Max von Sid, um, uh, Lars yeah, Max von Sydow, Lars van Tecca. Lor Santec, Lars von Trier, dead. Whatever his name is, uh-huh. Brewmeister Smith knew the Skywalkers, knew the Solos, knew something about the Force, and was entrusted with Luke's position or his his you know the map or whatever. Right. So he knew how he fell out. Chris and I, our question was, what are the Knights of Ren? What's that about? Is right. that yeah. like you know, oh my gosh, like your I've, young Sith yeah. Hitler youth or something? I or think what? my personal opinion is that they were all students of Luke. And that the they turns. all turned on him, and yeah. so they all he, won their own game. Do you think that they're still out there, and he just was the one on the job in this movie? They could very well be. Yes, because you yeah, see in those, those flashbacks are. in the rain, when yeah. like, he killed somebody. Mm-hmm. I think he refers to him as Master of the Knights of Ren in the yeah. present uh-huh. tense. So one, of, one yeah. of the nice things about Star Wars Rebels, uh, the cartoon series that Disney's mm-hmm. been putting out, that kind of bridges the prequel I've only to heard good things. So. It's, it's not awesome. great, but it is I good. Like, I yeah. really like um, it a lot. One of the nice things that they've done is they've shown people other than Jedi using lightsabers. There's uh-huh. this entire group of, of creatures, not creatures, there's this entire basically military organization called the uh, Inquisitors uh-huh. that use lightsabers, and their one job is to hunt Jedi. So the main Inquisitor, the villain from the first season, um, has a lightsaber with two blades that spin... And it's yeah. a completely impractical weapon, but its entire purpose is intimidation. Uh-huh. And it works for intimidation. And, uh-huh. like, he fights with it just like a normal lightsaber, yeah. like normal two-bladed lightsaber like we see Darth Maul do. Yeah. And every now and again he'll stop and it just spins around. Yeah, it's to scare people. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, to me that's what I hope the, the Knights of Ren turn out to be, basically, is like Jedi hunters. 
That's pretty cool. That would, make that would be pretty. And cool. it would make awesome. sense. It would tie yeah. into other things. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the, I mean, that's because they looked like they had a variety of weapons. They looked pretty cool. But yeah. it was a quick flash, and like, there's another mystery for us to wonder about for another okay. year and a half. But we have know, to talk about yeah. we have to talk about Kylo Ren as a character. He's probably one of the most divisive characters from this movie. Yeah. But to me, like, okay, say what you want about the Dark Knight Rises, the, the mm. very very problematic Star or Batman movie, which I happen to like, and I know Chris, John hates. Chris I like it. it. I hate the last half of it. I, I love it because it stopped being a Batman. Say movie. what I you it. want. I did about the Dark Knight Rises. And I will. The world is a better place for Bane voice. Because Bane voice is in the world, the world is better. Say what you want about The Force Awakens. The world is a better place for the emo Kylo Ren Twitter. My dad smashed my model Death Star. He keeps saying people shouldn't build any more Death Stars. I'm shaking. (laughs) Dad, Wookiee used the last of the Garnier fruit (laughs) piece. <laughs> also say oh, that uh, what I realized going in the second time to the movie is that Kylo Ren is a thousand times over a better version of Anakin Skywalker. Yes, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah. he is. Yeah, fighting and, against the light side. He, I love that he's a Darth Vader fanboy. Oh my yeah. god, to the point where uh-huh. he has a mask. There's he doesn't so need like, a mask. Yeah. Well, well, you know, yeah, you have to think he finds, you know. Yeah, as a kid, he starts to find out a little bit about his history, and he finds out that Darth Vader is his grandpa, and you have to think that that must have started getting to him. Like, and it's like, well, I I not only have to live up to you know my uncle's legacy, but my grandpa's legacy. Well, not, yeah. let's not forget my mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. kind yeah. of a big deal. Well, yeah. like, isn't that like that's such a familiar family dynamic too? Like, mm-hmm. I hate my dad, but my cool grandpa, like you yeah. know, he's. Yeah. Like, I look up to my awesome grandpa, but my dad is a screw-up. It's, like, mm-hmm. such a familiar dynamic. I just love the metatextual commentary that exists with Kylo Ren in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because Kylo Ren wants so hard to be Darth Vader. We can all agree he is not Darth Vader. Right. Yeah. Like, in this movie, he is intimidating, he is scary, but he's also a profound screw-up. Yeah. And he's, he's, and he's he throws temper tantrums. Yeah, he does. Like, yeah. It he's like, bah, bah, that bah, scene bah. where the, the one dude comes in and is like, we lost them. We think they got away. Because at yeah, first you're like, that dude is dead. And he tears up the console, but doesn't kill him. But then he mentioned... That's what I wanted to talk about with Kylo Ren. He mentions a girl, and then he force chokes him and says, <laughs> what girl? Mm-hmm. So there's some kind of connection that Kylo Ren knows about Rey. Somehow. 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 Because nothing before that mentioned any kind of girl yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so there's something there. I don't think they're cousins. I don't think they're twins. I just think that maybe... The falling out with Luke led, like, it was, you know, he found some kid that was force mm-hmm. adept, and, like, you know, her family got killed, and he sent her away, and, like, I, I don't know, there's something yeah. there, there's something yeah. there, whatever it happens to be, great, fine, whatever, we'll find out later, we can yeah. speculate for years, but... I would say that, um, Kylo Ren probably has my favorite arc in this movie, he is my favorite character in this movie, well, really? far I, I... and away, I just love the fact, again, like, he wants to be Darth Vader, he can't be Darth Vader, he will never be as cool as Darth Vader, Pre prequels is like, <laughs> and I think the movie knows that, and so Kylo yeah. Ren is being built up as a very tragic figure. He's someone that we want to see redeemed. At this point, I don't know that we can see yeah. him redeemed. He did kind right. of off his dad, who, Kill by the Han way, Solo. is the most popular character in Star Wars, yeah. and basically gave him permission to. And basic, yeah. well, I, yeah, we'll debate yeah, that we'll, at we'll, some we'll, point. We'll, but, we'll, 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 you know what? But, when, you know, here's here's what I love about Kylo Ren. It's that I, I feel like this is the first time 
that you see a human side to a villain in the Star Wars universe. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It's true. He's he's the first villain that we've gotten has been an immediate threat. Who, who's more like, than just I'm evil, I'm evil, I'm evil, I'm evil. Right. Although he kind of right. is. I'm evil, I'm evil, I'm evil, I'm evil. <laughs> I, like, I'm evil, I'm of... evil, I'm tempted by good. You know that he's sitting <laughs> yeah. in his room listening to Tool. <laughs> and his, his noise making him go to sleep is not rain sounds. It's not the beach, it's... <laughs> Star Wars, that's... Emily has something to say. I don't remember now. <laughs> you know what I've said about to me is the, the most tragic, tragic but beautiful part is when Kylo Ren stabs Han Solo, and he feels his face just oh, going down. Like I, I still that. love you. That, I was just right. They Chris, oh. talk about that, Chris. Your reaction. Okay, so <laughs> we we went okay. to like dinner afterwards. We saw it the third time or the second or third time, whatever, and like closed the restaurant. We were there so long, just going, yeah. dude. Ah, ah. Like at one point, we started talking about civil war for like three or four minutes. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, we we're wasting time. We have to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I think I was the only, definitely the only person in our theater, and like, I don't know, like I'm a, of a special unicorn kind of person. Where I didn't see Han dying coming, like up until the lightsaber lit, I was like, "They're gonna be a happy family again." <laughs> <laughs> like it just like it threw me back in my seat. I was just like, I had such an emotional reaction to that. It's going oh, in. I thought Chewbacca was it. gonna bite. I was bullet. sure I... Chewbacca was gonna die because I was like, "Eh." I was sure Chewbacca was you know, gonna die until he walked on the bridge. Not even before that. Oh. When they're like, you go here, I go here, I'm like... Don't put up! <laughs> I, I it when uh, Snoke goes, your father, Han Solo. And I was like, oh, he's toast. <laughs> he's gone. Well, see, see, and, and, and the, way, the way that I looked about, the way that I looked at it is I had suspicions that Han would die ever since I saw that first trailer where you hear Han say, it's true, all of it. Because that sets him up as, as, as you know, the mentor for, right. for the movie. And if we look at the first movie of each of the trilogies, mm-hmm. the mentor dies. Qui-Gon dies. I would argue that Qui-Gon didn't do any mentoring in that first movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you watch Qui-Gon, if you watch all of his decisions as he hates Obi-Wan and wants to get rid of him as his apprentice, then it makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> the first person they meet is a, an annoying Gungan. Well, he's better than a Kenobi. Let's go. <laughs> then they find this bratty little kid who loves pod racing. Well, I'll train the boy. And Kenobi's like, I'm not done yet. You have to train. Ponytail, you have to train me. Nope, I want the bratty kid. <laughs> then it becomes more bearable to deal with that awful movie. Sorry, but, but, but anyway, so quite... the mentor figure, right. no matter matter how well they're actually portrayed. Um, uh, Yoda died uh, in the it. next movie, he, and he just passed and didn't biff anything. Yeah. He uh, was at home and mm-hmm. was in his sleep. No, for the longest time I was like, that's what I thought death was like. I was like, oh, people just disappear. <laughs> and that was, that was somehow comforting. I was like, okay. Um, I, oh man, my favorite shot of the movie, my favorite moment of the movie is the lightsaber flying past and Ray catching it and mm-hmm. like accepting her destiny and oh, so good. Yeah. My favorite shot of the movie is the light coming in from the door, the last lights of the sun as it gets drained by the Starkiller base <laughs> or Death Star 3.0 <laughs> down into the room, onto the bridge, and you see the light leave 
Kylo Ren's face. It's all coming from behind Han uh-huh. Solo, mm-hmm. and then it's all just red. And it's as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh no!" And then all the lights <laughs> go out, and Kylo Ren writes the word "subtlety" in the air with his lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't have to be subtle. <laughs> it wasn't light- subtle. <laughs> Lightsabers aren't subtle, <laughs> except they are. Okay, no. So, one of the big complaints... Is I liked how they did it! Shut up! <laughs> I just, I'm about I'm to say something positive about I'm going to make a system. super cut of just Steven saying, one of my big complaints. I love this movie. See? I'm about to say something positive about it. One of, I think it's Red Letter Media, the Mr. Plinkett reviews about the prequels that talk about how the lightsaber fights don't mean anything. And the lightsaber fight between, for example, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader in A New Hope, when it's just two geriatric men flailing broomsticks at each other, like that means <laughs> so much more because of the implied history between the characters yep. and because the fight's not ultimately about who's going to win. It's about, you know, self-sacrifice and, and like, so much more. Yeah. The lightsaber fights in uh, The Force Awakens, I think, do a lot to inform the characters. Yes. Like, especially, yes. like, every time Finn has a lightsaber, <clears throat> he loses. Yep, I think that's significant. Um, I think he loses to the stormtrooper with uh, that guy has been the meme of the moment. Isn't he T R eight R? Is that really his name? It is now, sure. That's what people are referring to him as, like the traitor guy. But yeah, it's just really funny how he's like popped up and they're putting his face. Like I saw the the scene from. Social network where they pass a note back to Mark yeah. Zuckerberg, <laughs> calling him a name. It's like the, the stormtrooper helmet. It goes all the way back to to Finn. He looks at it, it says "traitor," and he looks up, and it's the stormtrooper helmet. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, but yeah, Kylo Ren and Finn fighting at the end. I mean, that's a big moment for Finn. Yeah. Regard the gender politics that I apparently am the only person in the world who has an issue with. Aside, <laughs> well, that is a great, great moment. It I, is a great yeah. moment. And then when Ray gets the lightsaber. And Ray and Kylo Ren are fighting again. Kylo Ren has not. He he. It's still a moment that's informing his character. He's not killing her. No. Um. People and with have, Finn, even he's just he's clearly just screwing with. Oh him. yeah. People yeah. people have talked about how it's pathetic that Kylo Ren gets taken down at the end of the movie. I am no, firmly he was on the injured. side of yeah. He was no. Injured. They, those guys got lucky that Kylo Ren had already been shot by what has been established yeah. to be a very powerful weapon. <laughs> yeah. Right. Although. I can't believe that these guys have been palling around for 15 years. And, and he's never picked up his gun. Can I, can I borrow your gun? Right. I love that, actually. Yeah, he was like, I like this. Yeah. I don't yeah. believe that he's never borrowed it before. Well, maybe Chewie's, like, you know, loosening up. Maybe he was very possessive of his bowcaster. By the way, why is it shaped like a crossbow? When there's no, like, is it just evolved from Wookiee weapons? Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. How much time do you have? <laughs> this is like when I walked into a comic book store when I was starting to get into the comics, and I asked, like, well, tell me about Green Lantern. Why are there different colors? Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Here, here's like, your answer. Reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. I never make Mixed eye contact wearing, at a comic Mixed book store. <laughs> Green Lantern shirt. Can we all just describe it? It's, so it's uh, definitely Hal Jordan, right? Yeah. He's driving in what looks like kind of a golf shirt, I like co- business casual. Yeah. Um, and he's driving in the HOV lane, creating four, three other he's passengers with the ring. I think that the... Uh, <laughs> is it the Guardians, the blue guys on, yeah. on Oa? Yeah, I think yeah. the Guardians would have some problems with his abuse of power. Yeah. I'm really excited to see episode eight and seeing how I, I don't know if I don't I, I think the idea is yeah okay we're gonna watch Kylo Ren get redeemed 
He killed Han Solo. He stabbed him in the chest. He wanted to kill him to complete his path to the dark side. I think he's straight up bad guy now, and we're going to see him get more, more and more evil. My my thought is that we are going to see the fall of Kylo Ren the, through the entire uh, next trilogy, and it's going to hurt because we're going to want him to be redeemed. And he's and just not, not going to. Do you happen. think he'll get because more and more he's chances? The first humanized Star Wars villain. Yeah, we feel yeah. for him. We yeah. want him to. Get better. Like when I when I would play Knights of the Old Republic, you can choose light side or dark side, and it's harder to be in the light side because you have to make more right decisions to make your little like your character is seen with a little meter, and it's really bright light, mm-hmm. or else it's like dark red and then flames eventually. Yeah, you you can go dark side really quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, yeah, especially with the background of the main character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're not spoiling. No everything. spoilers. Uh, <laughs> I, but he he killed his father, Kylo you Ren. know, Kylo Ren, and I, like he's he's anxious for more training. Oh, and also, he's yeah. fighting his light side influences. You know? Also, he works for the First Order, which is an offshoot of the Empire, whose go-to business strategy is let's build a thing that blows up planets, an entire yeah. star system. I hope we don't see any other Death Star-like things in the. Yeah, rest of the we'll trilogy. see a Star Killer two in the third one that'll be under construction. <laughs> <but it's laughs> because the Ewoks will have developed spaceships made out of wood. <laughs> what, whoa, wait, hold up. Starkiller 2 made on the moon of Endor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, By the way, Starkiller 2 would be an awesome band name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should have dibs it. Starkiller 2, they'll have like a wood-burning stove, but they'll just be chucking in Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Ewoks and Jawas. Yeah, no! Oh, TV! <laughs> so that's, oh, yeah, it is a Jawa. Okay, sorry. So, yeah, Kylo Ren. Um, just a fascinating character to watch. Great, great. Uh, Emily, how, um, all, as far as his attractiveness, I mean, he pulled off <laughs> the helmet and it was like, well, my, that's a full head of hair. I expected him to kind of give one. I really one of wanted these. him to because I'm worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so, for Adam Driver is one of the funkiest looking, looking people. people. It, it, the thing is, Adam Driver is not an unattractive person. In contrast with the other beautiful people in this movie, he saves a little bit of like an. Uh, I, I think it's because he's not the stereotypical like you know look. He look he's he's American. His parents are American. Uh, he looks kind of like Eastern European to me a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And like his his diction and everything like that is yes. is a little bit like you you. It's almost like there's an accent there, but there's not. He's you know. But um, I think he's a good choice for it. Absolutely. I think he did a yeah. good job. I think that like people when they give Kylo Ren crap, it's because his character is a whiny teenager, like so whiny. Yeah, yeah. But he's got the skills enough to like go toe to toe with um, what's uh, Bill Weasley's name in this movie? Uh, I know it's Bill Hux, Weasley. Admiral oh. or General Hux. The whole time I, I watched him, him, I'm like mm. Bill Weasley. Bill Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> he's had a great year too. He, he, was has. In, he was in this. He was in About Time, which was pretty recent, but then. Um, uh, Ex Machina, um, mm-hmm. yeah, with Oscar Isaac, mm-hmm. um, he did a great job. Um, the the hats of the First Order, the, the oh my gosh, like, everything was just mm-hmm. so very nice. Nazi. Yeah, but yeah. like it was Even like less subtle than the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was okay. Like he, his speech was awesome. Yeah, it was it really very was. like oh these are bad guys, mm-hmm. and uh, he made it off alive. So we're gonna see him. I really hope that we get more. 
uh, Phasma. Yep. That was a great moment. He's like, I'm in charge, Phasma. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. And then later when he's like, what are you doing this for? What are you doing this, huh? Yeah. What are you doing that? Like, that was a great Finn moment. But, um, <laughs> I also yeah. can't wait to see more Maz. Like, oh, Maz yes. stole Maz. Do you think she survived? Oh, yeah. 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 She, she's been riding that water over a thousand years. Yeah. 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 I think is. any she's kind of, like, character. like the bar in Casablanca, you know, Rick's place, the, the uh-huh. cantina, Maz's place, like, I like that, like, I'd like a whole movie where it's, I don't know, I just really like Casablanca. So, yeah, I love it. That would be that, like you know, all time. yeah, yeah. Here's a nitpick, man. Steven, like, <laughs> number so, thirty. Yeah, I know. Like Han Solo brings uh, Ray and Finn to the not the cantina, and says, "Don't stare at anything." And they immediately meet the nicest person in the galaxy. Yeah. It's a little weird because Maz doesn't do anything to earn that sort of treatment from Han. Han's right. kind of a jerk. They had a history. Maybe he walked in on her and, and uh, Chewbacca, her boyfriend. <laughs> I was just going to say, where's my boyfriend? I like that Wookiee. I like that Wookiee. Where's my boyfriend? Oh, man. And maybe it was just like, she got those like, bug eyes, you know. No, like, when I first walked out of the movie, I was convinced that Maz was my favorite character. The more I thought about Kylo Ren and his involvement, Kylo Ren became my favorite. Maz is number two. I loved Maz. I loved yeah, everything yeah, about great. her. Her design is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, I think, mm-hmm. is the one who does yes. her voice. It's one of my favorite mocap performances. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah. great, it's great stuff. I, 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 I mean, I mentioned I love the the pseudo spiritual aspect of the Force. Uh-huh. Maz delivers that, and she delivers it in a from the perspective of someone who is not a Force user. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she gives like problem with the prequels is they explained it to death. Yeah, Ben Kenobi talking about the Force. It's what gives a uh, Jedi his power. It bounds us around. It binds us and surrounds us. Blah, blah, whatever. It's in all living things. She gives the kind of the same speech, yeah. and it's like, good. We're getting this kind of like basis for a new person. It's based on just... your Metachlorian count. I, oh. <laughs> I have said that the Force Awakens doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. Maz feels like a Star Wars character. Yeah. 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 Maz, like that. I, we. I think we can agree that that you know Everything Maz's about speech yeah. that fixes. So much about the Force that the prequels got wrong because she understands it. It isn't yeah. about even well. You can leave the Metaclorians in as canon. Doesn't matter. That's not what makes the Force special. What makes the Force special is the way that it connects the the people within the universe to the world around them. Mm-hmm. Either they use it as as a way of understanding life and respecting it, or they like use Ray. it as a way of right. dominating it and controlling like it. Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. like Darth Vader. Yeah, and and Maz understands that and she explains it very well. And it, it's a great moment. Yeah. yeah, Maz is great. Maz is great. Um, we didn't get we didn't get very much R two in this movie. That's you know, okay. That's okay. <laughs> way did, too much C three. Yeah, why way did, too much. <laughs> why did R two wake up at the end? I because he, he had the rest. Um, he had the rest of the map. When you see R two D two earlier, Luke touches him, and I think he's with his mechanical hand. I think he's actually programming him with <clears> the star system. Yeah, but you Often. have to you have to explain it. You have to. Head cannon your way around why R2 wakes up. So there I is have no in movie explanation for why no. R2 wakes so up. So JJ Abrams has addressed this a little bit to kind of push my spectacles up my nose again. So one a little fun kind of Easter egg is that JJ Abrams says that you know so Kylo Ren says that he got these maps from the old Imperial records, right? Right. And apparently R2 also got those maps from the original Death Star. That right. When he plugs in, he's pulling down that data. Yeah. So I like right. that. Um, and then his sort of, like, 
lame explanation is basically that BB-8 shows up, says, like, hey, R2, wake up, I have this map, like, I bet you have all this other stuff, and R2, like, takes, you know, eight hours or whatever to boot up from deep sleep, and so that's, like, the explanation of why he shows up at the end. The real reason is that Han just died. (laughs) Yeah, Han just died, and we're, you know you're seeing this like horrible, horrible moment where the heart and soul of star Wars has just bit it and fell it into a hole. Um, and so R2 D2, the other heart and soul of star Wars is like coming that back to make sure. It's everything okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. None of that's explained in the movie. No, not it at all. It comes total across BS. as the exact same reason as why Kirk lands on the planet where old Spock just happens to be. <laughs> yeah. it, it's Abrams plot convenience at its finest. Yeah. But I also think it's not just a, it, it's a movie. <laughs> like when I have problems with the movie, I tell myself, "This is a movie." Just repeat to yourself: has, "Just a show." I, I should really, really just relax. relax. The MVP <laughs> mantra. You're not. You're not wrong. It, I know it's I'm not like, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, can we name this episode "Reviews versus I Know I'm Not Wrong"? <laughs> Reviews versus Steven. <laughs> Reviews versus Star Wars versus Steven's <sighs> love life. Oh. Non-existent. Shut up. In, in development, something to look forward to for the future, just like the rest of the Star Wars movies. Um, so, I, I haven't really found a good point to bring up my one nitpick with a movie. The one thing that really took me out of it, that bugged the crap out of me, and it probably shouldn't, and that as they're returning from the Starkiller base, and Ray goes and hugs Leia... It, it didn't make any sense because Leia doesn't know her at all. Meanwhile, Shuri, the to... most huggable being in all of Star Wars, <laughs> is standing right there. Your your husband's best beyond friend. Grief. They were beyond grief. They needed to pass the Bechdel test. Like it's <laughs> wait, th- that's about a man that does not qualify as passing the Bechdel test. The Maz Ray the hug doesn't. The the talking later does. Yeah, when she's yeah. just like I just think that Leia yeah. can feel the Force and she knows that Ray. Canon, yeah. so they're connected somehow. That complaint aside, which I totally agree with, it's it's all, it's almost like Chewie not getting a medal in a new home. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, there. yeah. Uh, C-3PO doesn't get lippy with any of his adult, uh, any of the humans into in, their face. He says impossible man about Han Solo, but he like will will yell at uh, Wookie. You put me on backwards, you know. <laughs> no respect for the Wookie. No, no because he's an alien and not a human. That's terrible. <laughs> all no that said, I, I, as a side. Side note, no respect for the Wookiee would be a great band. All of that said... That is like one of the nitpickiest of nitpicks, though. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree, I, I, though. That's, that's the one thing that bugged me the entire movie. Yeah. Nothing else really got to me. Oh, that said, the shot that. of the Millennium Falcon on the right side of that base, oh. all of the people celebrating on the left side, and, and then, then Leia by herself. Leia and Ray hugging yeah. in the center mm-hmm. is just yeah. my second favorite shot after yeah. the Kylo Ren yeah. shot. Oh. Yeah. It's amazing. It's awesome. Loved it, loved it. Um, anyone else? Oh, something that was really great <laughs> came up that Chris Chris texted me. He's, he was like, or maybe we were just talking about it. He, he were like, so, because Ray is kind of like, you know, takes off in the Millennium Falcon with R2 and, 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 and um, Chewbacca. Uh-huh. He said, so Ray inherits the Millennium Falcon, right? 
Does she get chewy? <laughs> I don't know how life doubts work. <laughs> it makes very little sense why Chewbacca goes with her. Like he must really like that ship. I think it's that. Um, Maybe the he's ship, the only the co-pilot. The one to take. Yeah, the ship is the one to take her there, and he kind of was in the co-pilot chair. Like, let's go. Yeah. Well, I think that was think, just her ride. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I think that he recognized because she knows the ship just as well as Han does. Right. And when Han's gone, she knows that ship, and I think he's more than willing to be her co-pilot. This is kind of what I'm talking about, the character relationships, um, they they don't spend enough time on them as they should, and that's one of the big ones that doesn't... Could they, though? Like, that's like a little thing, like, could they have devoted any more time than they did to it, though, with everything else they had to do? Well, ultimately, if you're going to... I'm complaining... But you want to get down to the end. No. You want to get down to the bottom line. Everything else they had to do worked so well. I like to talk about things. I like to talk about things that generate discussion. Things that generate discussion tend to be the places where the movie does fall apart. As a whole, I loved this movie. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. It's then all right. It's like if this weren't the year that Inside Out and Mad Max Fury Road came out, yeah, this would Max. be just a shoe-in for number one movie of the year for mm, me. Yeah, right. It was number one for it, me. It was for me, too. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 was, it was number three for and me. And there, there were great movies I saw this year. Yeah, Love, this was, you know, like yeah. Rogue Nation was great, Spectre I liked, okay. Spectre. It made me super no? mad that Jurassic World was breaking all these box office records because yeah. it's a movie that just does not work on most levels, in my opinion. Right. To see those records getting shattered by the Star Wars movie, I'm okay with it because this Star Wars movie's pretty good. Right. Yeah. Well, and to watch him get shattered so like <laughs> so quickly. Yeah, like there will never so, like, like, like we got another week, yeah. a, a week yeah. before we're like taking down Avatar, which thank goodness yeah. that was an undeserved spot at the top. Just it was ugh, I don't know what. It was. Yeah, and I think somebody did a poll and something like. 60 or 70% of people who had seen it plan to see it again in the theater. Yeah, well, I'm which is unheard it. of. Chris and I wanted yeah. to see it in the IMAX. Yep. We, I mean, that's just one more experience. I don't like 3D, but seeing Star Wars that big? Yeah, you know, yeah. okay. So, yeah, that would yeah. be an experience. Yeah. I want to see it again. I, I mentioned that I've only seen it once. I want to see it again. Yeah. yeah. I haven't said that about a Star Wars movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, guys, I think it's come to that time. Overall, Star Wars rankings. Where would you put this among. Ooh. All of I, I all of the Star Wars movies. I put it after Empire. Yeah, me too. Really, like second Empire, then this, then New Hope, then Jedi. And Jedi used to be my favorite, but and it's it's millimeters, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know there are. It's just see for yeah. me, it's five, six, seven, four, three, two, one. Sorry, that three, two, one. I didn't catch that. I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Emily, what about you? I think it's been my favorite. Mm-hmm. Wow! I would say that. Yeah. Wow. Then again, I have again. I wasn't raised on Star Wars. My parents didn't like Star Wars, so yeah. as a newer, I have. A, that means I it did a friend its job. Who, um, yeah, absolutely. Her yeah. first exposure to Star Wars was Episode One. She likes the prequels better than the original trilogy. She didn't grow up on them. Yeah. And wow. like, I don't know. I, I I think she's got bad taste in movies. <laughs> but no, Maybe that does that does inform things. That that does inform things. Or Ewan hair. Did yeah. you know? Fun fact. So you know how Ian McGregor had the Jedi braid in the first movie? Oh, She's the only person that that is his real hair. <laughs> he had long Scottish thick hair. Yeah. Wow. That was he was the only one. So everyone else had a clip on. Yes. The prequels were not great. That was not Ewan McGregor's fault. No. No. Not, not at all. I, I think that we established that the prequels were not great, despite Ewan McGregor and John Williams doing their best. Right. Oh, John <laughs> Williams. Man, that music's good. Not to yeah, mention Ian McDermott. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he did really well too. Curtis well, still quotes you about the other time when you're like, 
Someone didn't tell John Williams. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I can't remember if I stole that from somebody or not, but it's so, possible. There's so. one other thing that I kind of want to say about this movie. Um, what else was wrong, Stephen? I have a friend that I saw it with. Uh-huh. This friend of mine uh, named one of his children after a character from the Star Wars Expanded Universe novels. Okay. Wow. So He must have been he pissed when it was a He brought his daughter to the movie, and before the movie started, he turned to her and said, Now remember, uh, this movie and Disney are the reasons that your namesake doesn't exist anymore. Oh. <laughs> uh, her name is Winter. Oh. Which is apparently a character from one of the novels. Oh, like it's not a it's not a bizarre. I thought name. it was um, what's Mara? his wife's name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he Mara, didn't name yeah. her Nien Nun or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but like after the movie, it's funny because I was defending the movie to him. Okay. And it's weird to hear me defending things because I'm not as good at that. No, it's just interesting that you like the movie, but you're like. Here's what's going on with it. Like, but my friend's response was just, he had this entire catalog of books that he had gotten really emotionally attached to. All of these stories about these characters. And all of those stories were thrown out for what he sees as a very poor substitute. Well, it's crazy is that he still has the books. He can still I know. Them. The, 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 just <laughs> extra now. The thing that was funny to me, though, is that I was defending this movie from saying, you can't, you can't look at it like this. And then I realized... That this was exactly my response to DC Comics when the New 52 happened. So, you know, for all of you Expanded Universe fans out there, now you know how comic book fans feel every (laughs) single month. (laughs) So anything else that everyone... And I have one more thing that I want to talk about, I think, before, but if anyone else has any other, like, big things we haven't talked about yet. Uh, Can we talk about Luke? First oh, yeah. He looks, he looks great. So we think that he's at the... So I think good. he's at the first like temple. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we're going to get a great... I've already seen cartoons of him on Ray's back. <laughs> Beware of the dark side. Beware of the dark side. Just like doing the... Oh, my gosh. Well, so Mark Hamill had the best reaction. Somebody asked him on Twitter, what was your response to seeing the script for the first time? And he just said, speechless. (laughs) (laughs) like, in my head, I was like... Part of me was like, uh, thrilled with the movie, love the movie, I'll see it a couple more times, right? But like, there is a little voice in my head like, we didn't get any friggin' Luke in this movie. And they talk about Luke the whole movie. Okay, I'm going gonna, gonna to say something negative that I'm going to spin into a positive. Do you remember how Luke is one of the worst parts of the original trilogy? I was about to say the same thing. We, I am looking They are forward. saving, like, it's an original trilogy character that they're, like, they're, they still haven't used up any of the fuel with, like... We might not see any more of, of Leia or, or Chewbacca, and I'm okay with that. Well, and that was but my... yeah, you're right. Like, it's, I cannot wait yeah. to see how Luke has grown as a, as a person. He's right. especially like... knowing that Mark Hamill has grown as an actor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. When Star Wars came out, Mark Hamill was kind of terrible. He's got a guest spot on The Muppet Show was on that showcases just how bad of an actor he is. <laughs> hey, he was on a soap. <laughs> he was in a Richard Donner made-for-TV movie. Yeah, but you know what he's been since then? The Joker. Yeah. And killing it. Yes, yeah, he's indeed. awesome as the Joker. Yeah. He's done a lot of it. Well, anyway. if you see him as the trickster on The Flash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Flash is a It, it throws me off because it actually puts that Joker voice into his physical body. He does. And it weirds me out. <laughs> <laughs> I still have never seen that, and I don't plan to see him yeah. doing it out, you know. Um... But I'm I'm excited. I think that that was like it was you know I wanted to see him in the movie, but now it's very I think it's a smart move because now that's another thing that people will go to see mm-hmm. that we haven't seen yeah. in his new movies yet. It's, it's a very good clue, cliffhanger. Yeah, I was talking mm-hmm. about earlier. Yeah, 
who is Ray? Awesome. Han is definitely dead, but what's going to happen with these other characters? Um, Finn got filleted, like I said. Like you know, he's, he's going to get a robotic spine. That's what, okay. Yeah. I think robotic or spine. a wheelchair. You'd be Professor X. I would right? love to be <laughs> in a wheelchair. Oh my gosh, that would be like a future sort of like hover jetpack. Wait, no, Yoda had one what, of those, and that was not good. Just not what uh, <laughs> Uncle Owen's dad was in, and uh, right. that was lame. Guys, what if they turn his legs into a spider body? That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) And that is still canon. (laughs) I was just going to say, it's not funny to joke about crap like that, and it's still... Uh, Well, it's it's been fun. I plan on seeing this movie a couple more times. Um, Still haven't seen Creed... I it's don't know good. if I'll see Point Break. I really liked Creed everyone's, a lot. Like, universally, everyone's liking Creed. Yeah. I still need to see Bridge of Spies. It's really good. I still need to see I the see Peanuts it. movie, Macbeth. I have um, the Peanuts movie the road at home right now. The what? what? The Road Chip. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's um, Hateful Eight just came out for Tarantino fans. It's great if uh, it's three hours long. And there's well, an intermission. Like he, he went for it, like, old movie style, 70mm. Uh-huh. I heard that there's not really a reason for it to be 70mm, because it's all, like, a stage You know, it's interesting, because I watched it, and there's not one screening here in Utah where we live that has a 70mm yeah, projector. But when I watched it on my <laughs> projector, when I watched it on my projector um, a few week, a couple weeks ago, the aspect ratio was a lot smaller, oh. but it was really wide. Okay. And the cinematography was great, but it's kind of slow for an hour and a half. And then it picks up, and it's really I cool. heard the second half is all Jennifer Jason Leigh's movie, and is that her name? Is that the actress? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It pretty and much it's, is. It's awesome. But um, it's, it was cool, but you have to be a Tarantino fan for That sure. and The Revenant are like the big movies that are coming out, because January is kind of slow. Oh, right. oh, I'm sorry. I spoke too soon. Ride Along 2 comes out. Oh. <laughs> Moving along. What if that movie, The Forest, comes out? Yeah, is it The Suicide Forest yeah. in Japan? What's uh, The Fifth cool. Wave in January? Yeah, that's in January too, I think. I'd never games. heard of that until like right before I came over. Is that some YA fiction thing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just, oh, I saw that trailer, and I was like, it, it, the production value didn't look very good, uh-huh. but there's some good people in it, like Leif Schreiber, I really like a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, like a remake Beauty and the Beast is coming out on, oh, sorry, I just looked at it, because I was like, oh, I didn't know that it apparently was made last year, and uh, it has 24 Metacritic score. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. What does? Uh, Beauty and the Beast is coming live action. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it has wow. I've um, been excited Vincent for that Cassell, I'm who concerned. is... Uh, Ocean's Twelve, he's the thief. oh the thief yeah, yeah. Uh, the Night Fox yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Le- Leah Sadu from uh, Spectre is mm-hmm. Isabel. Yeah. I don't know. I probably won't see it. I still haven't seen Cinderella. That's kind of Cinderella's like, for... pretty good. I was actually surprised. I started watching that, then I'm it. like, I'm uh, bored. There's uh, Kung <laughs> Fu Panda Three. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of there's finest hours. There's not a whole lot in January as far right. as yeah. movies. Oh, wait, wait, it's got to be just in January? Oh. <laughs> I am excited Gosh. for Kung, wah, Kung Fu Panda 3 to take my little boy to. He loves them. The Kung Fu Panda movies are better than they have any right to be. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're really like quite good. So yeah. while we're on the topic of kids' movies, I meant to ask you guys that have older kids, when did you show them Star Wars? I haven't showed my almost four-year-old Star Wars 4 yet, but I'm about to. I'm I like, showed Elliot when he was three. And okay. the only part he got scared at and cried is when they go in to rescue Princess Leia and Chewbacca starts yelling and shooting his gun. Mm-hmm. That scared him, but then like later on that day, he's like, can we watch Star Wars again? Like He loved it, so yeah. he was three. Cool. 
I really want to take her to see The Force Awakens, but I'm not sure, like... It's a bit... You know, yeah. I think she'd freak out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I say, bloody. we saw... Yeah. It is, it is, it's the funniest and the bloodiest of yeah. the Star Wars movies. But not the most violent. No. Because no. those are the children. Oh, right. oh my god. Like, I was watching episode three with my son, who's five now, and I was like, dang, I should just take him to The Force Awakens, because that's a lot less dark yeah. and violent yeah. than... Even and though there's blood, the it's theater, still less going to the, I'm sad that I didn't... Well, I saw the... I saw A New Hope in the theater when they did the special edition. Yeah, back in 97. Like... Right. Yeah. So, for games, there's not much... (laughs) There's actually not all that much that's coming out in January. A couple things I do want to draw attention to. The Banner Saga is coming out for PS4 and Xbox One, which is... It's a great game on PC. I highly recommend it. Um, Hyrule Warriors Legends comes out for 3DS. <laughs> Chris is not if only you would see. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that one. That might be the the next video game I buy. And Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, which I'm excited for because be I fun. love Paper both the Mario. Mario and Luigi games I and the too. Paper Mario games and yeah. combining them. Sorry. Oh, I, I I love you, Intelligent Systems. Um, and Lego Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. I'm down with that. It looks good. That'd be fun. Yeah. I know. I, I, I was actually just looking at my Steam library yesterday, and I sunk something like 35 hours into the first one. Yeah. Um, I know. It looks interesting. They have a lot of cool stuff in it, so. My son Elliot can play those games. He's five. Uh-huh. He can play yeah. them and beat them. Nice. Like, he beat Lego Batman 3, which I found kind of tough. But well, that's he's... because you're old. Oh, oh, ouch. I'm just kidding. But he, yeah, he's so excited for the Avengers. So, his favorite Christmas present this year was a six ninety nine, six dollar ninety nine cent old copy of Batman Lego Batman the video game. Oh really? <laughs> I bought it bought it used and like it was his favorite thing over a Kindle. <laughs> oh, okay. you know, nice! Like the kid playing with the box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, awesome. go see Star Wars again if you haven't seen it. If you made it all the way through this podcast without ever having seen it at all. Nothing left to see. Sorry. The movie is better than I made it sound. <laughs> I, I think that Steven's, Steven's voice is the one of, of, of caution of, by the way, you know... It's, it's not going to cure your leprosy. It's gonna but it is good. <laughs> I, you oh, know, the one thing I miss, uh, Harrison Ford turns in an incredible performance. He does. Oh, he, does. So, he did. Oh, yeah. So My good. favorite Han and Chewie moments from any of the movies are in yeah. this movie. I'm going to talk my way out of it. <laughs> yes, I do. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And Han and Leia, too. Yeah. Oh, that was We've got so much that we could talk about that we didn't. Um, mm, Carrie Fisher up. was great. No. Yes. For the, no? Like, no. Why not? Uh, she didn't have the same. I'm with Emily a little she bit. She didn't open her one. mouth at all because she's not been her smoking fault. too many years. <laughs> it is her fault. <laughs> no, I mean, she, I got my Leia, fit, like, yeah. I'm okay if she doesn't show up in the rest of the movies. She's right. Mon Mothma. If she's Mon, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm glad that she was in it, but we've seen her and now we can focus on the new characters, which were much more engaging and yeah. I, I yes. care much more about. If, like, a shot I, of the movie. I care, I care more about Greg Grunberg's background. Oh, that was another J.J. Abramsism, like, oh, he's going to be in the movie. And it, it, it I, was I, fine. Been, I like Greg Grunberg, but it was kind of me Miles out. from Lost. Miles from yeah. Lost, I forget yeah. the actor's yeah. name. But, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was an admiral in it, so. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one That's thing. Fine. There's only one more thing I wanted to say about it is, like, 
people complain that it's exactly like a new hope, like it hits the same points <laughs> that it I does. I love the new hope. Right. <laughs> but it's the moments in between those beats yeah. that really make it great. And new Agreed. and different, yeah. new and different moments with these characters. I think things that we and, haven't seen before, mm-hmm. and yeah. like purposely done that way and done well. Like Ray does not need rescuing. Right. Yes. It, it's a strength of those characters that puts it above a new hope in my mind. Yeah. You know, it takes it takes that same sort of feeling that those same sorts of story beats and it adds in these new characters and it, yeah, that's absolutely. what elevates it. And you automatically care about the characters just like that. JJ Abrams is good that way. Yeah. He makes you care about the characters really fast. Yeah. So. Like anyway, John. and I think like, oh, <laughs> man, you just had to... Anyway, I'm excited for episode eight. Ryan Johnson is writing and directing. He's done, like, Looper was different than anything that people had seen before, you know? Uh-huh. Yes, mm-hmm. there have been time travel movies. Yes, there have been, you know, things like that. But it, I, I'm excited to see what happens with Star Wars in the hands of someone who's, you know, still a newer director who doesn't have, you know, a lot of tropes that they use a lot. We're not going to get... It, you know, we're going to get a unique movie, and mm-hmm. it's it's really good. I'm really looking forward to it. And when that movie comes out, we will reconvene and spend about five and a half hours talking about it. Yeah, because <laughs> we'll go through all the times of the yeah that we haven't hit yet. So, anyway, may the force be with you, always. <laughs>